Hello and welcome to the Old Man Orange Podcast. I'm Spencer Scott Holmes. And I'm Rand Duggan, and today we have a special guest returning from before. Hey guys, it's Austin Cook! I know, and I was going to say, is Austin's been on, what, three times before or two times before? I can't remember. I believe it was three uh, I think it actually may have been a two two times. We just split one of the episodes in half. I think that's maybe what have been, but I think count as three though. Either way, you know. Oh, I see. Wow, yeah, no, that was a while ago. That was back when I was living in Florida. Yep. Oh, speaking of which, Austin's in California now. I know. We were talking about this earlier. Uh, that you're. Oh, di- were you? Well, me and you were talking about this earlier. Let me rephrase yes. that. Not me and Ryan, but me and you were talking about that the <laughs> other day because you're like, "Oh yeah, I'm down in Burbank." I'm like, "Oh well, that's not too far away." Oh damn. You know. I yeah. Mean, no, I'm, I'm living in good old Burbank. I'm right across the street from the WB Studios. Oh, awesome. So you so yeah, you, you walk over there and hassle them every single day about trying to get on a DCU cartoon or something. Dude, they are like hardcore lockdown. Like you, when you walk next to them, they got like nine foot tall gates with like barbed wire at the edge of it dude they're they're like fort knox over there like Like the last time someone tried to get fucking funny this happened you just see the fucking animaniacs swinging from a rope (laughs) they got they got the water tower they got got yako's head on a fucking pike (laughs) yeah like don't you dare fucking come in here We thought they they thought that we'd never catch them. We served those motherfuckers wrong. It took us 20 fucking years, but we finally did it. I don't know why this guy's from Brooklyn. (laughs) They started singing Yako's alphabet, and I said, no, man, I'm not playing that no more. They just got them all up, like, crucified, like, in front of the Warner Brothers. (laughs) This will send a message to the others who try to run away. This is what happened when Disney came over. (laughs) This is why you stay in that fucking water tower. (laughs) <laughs> they, they stopped paying their rent so we hung them up on a bike <laughs> bunch of squatters coming here thinking they can live off the warner brothers lot not in my town their residual contracts burned up years ago <laughs> you ever wonder why the only ones you see around is pinky in the brain nobody remembers anybody else from that fucking show and see no Let's it's go. not a, it's not a racist thing just because those rats happen to be white it has nothing to do with it <laughs> <laughs> just saying i thought i should make that clear before we go any farther one of them is developing a malignant tumor and you know he can't really talk about things to the public so we don't really we don't really trouble him anymore <laughs> just, like, well, like, like, like brain just kind of helped pinky out he's the one he was like look yeah. can I, just, I i have this guy written as a dependent on my taxes can we just like move forward with this and then yeah. everybody else just kind of like fell by the wayside like, i don't remember any of the other sketches from all that shit there's slappy there's slappy the squirrel who's like the cranky old lady she's, <laughs> she's the cranky old <laughs> chain smoking mom <laughs> yeah just like i slappy the squirrel here come on kids let's yeah. go show you something yeah i remember yeah. when i used to be acting like that yeah, I remember when I went down to Brooklyn once. It wasn't it wasn't the life you wanted, and it wasn't the life I wanted either. But oh boy, I got some good dicking in that alley. I once blew Andrew Dice Clay. <laughs> I was just saying, Andrew. you know what I mean? <laughs> Hell, I, I fuck Harvey Weinstein to get in a Quentin Tarantino movie. There ain't no fucking shame in it. I'm just saying, that's how you get a fucking job. That's what we did back in the day. A fucking right that fucking girl. bitch in Pulp Fiction who drove a taxi took my fucking pot, but whatever. You wanna, 
You want to know something fucking weird? Um, I actually live down the street from where Quentin Tarantino goes and get his go and gets his coffee at this like gourmet coffee shop, and I'm inclined to go down to the shop one day and just like wait for him. And if he shows up, I'd like to just walk up to his shoulder and be like, "Is it the gourmet shit?" <laughs> just creepily go there and just like write, just <laughs> act like you're like writing stuff or so- something that looks like you're doing busy work and just wait, just wait. Yeah, exactly. As soon as he shows up, I'm just walk up to him and get real close. Like I mean, like up to his neck close, and be like, "There's a gourmet." Oh, guarantee he's going there with like sunglasses and a baseball cap. I mean, I know they oh, probably yeah. go around their favorite spots, and some people probably harder spot than others. But I can see him because now he's like, he's last time I saw a picture of him, he's balding, but he has like that. He's like that that long hair balding thing going on. Oh no, he's got like the he's got the, like the receding hairline and then the long ass hair. Like almost like a skullet. Yeah, oh. he's got a skullet going on. Yeah, it looks oh. like a he looks like an NPR oh. DJ now. So <laughs> NPR DJ. He it, looks it, like that guy that you'd see on that you see on like pedophiles anonymous down the street. <laughs> yeah, you know what? If I didn't if I didn't really know if you didn't have such a noticeable face, like all oh, that guy's Drive drives a minivan, no doubt. With hey. tinted windows, definitely. And he's is he Dude, still dressing I, I, like he's like hanging out with the Wu Tang clan? Not the picture oh. I saw. He usually it's either one of those things, like he's either dressing up with the Wu Tang clan, or he's like, here's my button up shirt, and it just kinda like, you know, I just kinda threw this on. It, it's probably a nice shirt, but it's a little wrinkled, but no big deal. I'm an artist, fuck off. <laughs> I, I, I kind of like that ideal, though. Like, I feel like at some point this voice acting career is going to kick off and something I'm going to make some type of money, but I'm going to put it all into a bank account and I'm going <laughs> to I'm going to sit in a corner and just wait for the, all the money to roll in. And I'm just going to have a lot of money. <laughs> well, that's really the smartest thing. I mean, we'll not put it into necessarily a bank account, but if you like invested it, like instead of like using it, really just be like be as like slappy squirrely as possible and just like hold on to those nuts and just store them away. <laughs> just buy, yeah, exactly. Because, like, dude, it's, like, you know, I've met a lot of people down here and, like, even pe- even actors that I work with at, like, my day job. I work at Outback Steakhouse and there's this one friend of mine that I work with and he ha- he's actually been on, like, HBO and stuff like that. And he told me, he's like, listen, when we get our checks, we get our checks. And guess what I do with that money? And I'm like, what? He's like, oh, I spend it. I-, I spend all of it. And then I come back here and I make my living. And I'm like. That's a terrible idea. Yeah. It just yeah, seems like you're running on a hamster wheel for that. Yeah. But, but you know, like, it's, you know, it's something that he loves. And I, truthfully, you know, I might not do money like that just because, like, I'm, I'm, I'm a conservative Jewish man in 2018. And I try my best just, you know, not, just not putting myself in that situation. Yeah, that's... Oh, yeah, I can only imagine how expensive it is to live in Burbank, too, so I'm, I'm just assuming. Well, and Burbank's oh. the cheaper one compared to, like, a lot of the other places. Oh, yeah, really? no, I I, I, only, I live in a two-story loft, and I pay eleven fifty with my roommate. Oh, mm. that, yeah, that, that's not bad at all, then. Yeah, it's eleven fifty for me. It's I mean, it, it's probably bad from coming from Florida, but <laughs> as oh, far as well, California you know, goes, that's very normal, yeah. actually. Well, how you know, you... coming... How long have you been lived in, living in Burbank? Oh, as of right now, I've been here around like I want to say around like three months. Yeah, around three months now. Mm, oh, right on, man! And that's yeah. just straight from Florida, or was there any other sp- spots along the way? Uh, straight from Florida. We drove all the way here. My grandfather and me. We left uh, on May twenty sixth. Um, it was around a four day drive. We went from Miami to Alabama to Louisiana to Texas 
to New Mexico to Arizona to California. And it's got a road trip out of it. Yeah, it was it, it like to be fair, it was like the weirdest trip I've ever done because I've never done a road trip just with my grandfather. Uh-huh. And uh, you know, when we got here, we found myself an apartment. He flew back. It was cool. Um, but the entire way, you know, it was very weird. We drove through Texas, Arizona, and New Mexico, and I didn't see one fucking cowboy. I saw I saw people drive. I I saw horses alone by themselves i saw people driving <laughs> horses like like in the back of carriages but i didn't see one person riding a horse the entire 39 hour drive that we did <laughs> that might well, be a when it's always next time you just do that trip again and hopefully catch them this time i, I don't really i don't really have to i believe, they, really ex- to. I believe the they exist they just uh they just you just gotta believe you just gotta believe well i remember I just gotta be- when, when gotta i drove to tennessee and going through that direction, and I was like, I was almost like legitimately bummed out. I was not seeing southern accents. I'm like, dude, there was more southern accents in Tuolumne County than there is in Texas. Well, I mean, it was the north part of Texas, but still, it's it's like it didn't see a southern accent until I finally got to like Arkansas or something like that. And I was just exactly. kind of like, Oklahoma it, didn't have alive. those accents. You know, of course, Arizona didn't have them near the New Mexico. I was, I was waiting for more accents, and there was none of them to be had. I don't know why that was. I'm like, yep. yep. I know that feeling. There's not like, I I feel the structure of like different accents and the way people speak. Like, it's weird because like when you have, like I lived in Florida most of my life. So most of the people that we got there were Russians, Brazilians, uh, type of Spanish people, be it it, uh, Colombian, uh, people from Venezuela. We'd get, we get some people from Mexico, but there's Cuba, Puerto Rico, those kind of areas. Yeah, exactly. And like, you know, moving like more, if you move more up Florida, you hear Southern accents, then you start moving West and you hear a million more Southern accents and then you get to California and everybody's just fucking white here. Yeah. A lot of white people. That's for sure. Yeah. Well, yeah. it depends on what parts you're at. You know, you, you can find a little bit of everybody just, you know, oh, yeah. depending no, we, on your we, neighborhoods we, we, and yeah. so on. But yeah. We went Whoa. to uh, my, my first apartment that I was about to have out here. And, you know, it was weird. My first few days out here, and this is an interesting story. Um, my first few days out here was me finding an apartment. And I had two choices. I didn't see the loft that I'm currently living in now, which is like this immaculately beautiful place. And it's, a, it's extremely inexpensive. I have a pool, three jacuzzis, two workout rooms, and a goddamn sun deck. So. There's this, but then before I was about to pay $900 a month, 900 a month for a room in the slums in like Marianda Park or something like that. Uh And I, I was like, I was livid because like, here's what happened. The morning that I was about to go meet with the guy to agree upon giving him the money for the apartment, uh, he sent me a phone call while we were eating breakfast. The morning my grandfather already packed his bags, he's ready to fly back to Florida, and he we get a phone call. He's like, listen, I'm not ready for this. I think I, think I needed more time on this, and I was my grandfather was livid, and I was just like, holy shit. And I didn't turn down my roommate here yet. But I feel like I did. So I sent him a phone call. I was like, dude, is the room still available? He's like, yeah, 100%. I'm like, awesome. So I came over here like immediately. And like this feeling of like euphoria 
feeded my fed into my body when I saw the pool, when I saw the jacuzzis, when I saw the workout <laughs> rooms, and then I saw the room, and I was like crying, and I was like. My grandfather was so hooked up on like I want to fucking kill this guy that like that like took the apartment away and then all of that hatred fed out into the bushes of this beautifully immaculate apartment complex I'm in now. <laughs> See, that's the thing I kind of just... miss about having an apartment complex. I miss like all like the little amenities because believe me, when I had apartments, like I always got the most amount of use out of those kind of things. Like I would use the right? pool, the gym, the hot tub, like every day, every day. the billiards yep. room, any of that kind of stuff that existed, I used. If they had a, a barbecue outside, believe it, we were using it every single day. And there's just something kind of nice oh, about that yeah. stuff. But what happened? Are, are, are you living in like an, uh, an well, apartment I'm, complex? No, I'm now, just down in a house, so there's no you, you don't get all oh. those bells and whistles anymore when you get that. I mean, I get nature and fun stuff like that and hills. But yeah, I got nature too. I got I got a spider <laughs> that lives outside of my apartment. His name's Jerry. He's cool. He doesn't pay rent though. I don't appreciate it. Yeah, jump on that motherfucker about that. Like, look, bitch, <laughs> this shit ain't for free. All right. Hey, yeah, you got- Jerry, start start send, start weaving me some shit or something. Like, you better start contributing. Yeah. They're making some like weave, some of those like weaved hats you can go sell like spans in the street. Yeah, yeah exactly. I'm gonna go to the flea market later, and I want you to have some material for me. Exactly. The, and he's, the foot is coming down. He's got full. He's got full silk like dream catchers and shit. I'm like, you know, he's pretty good at what he does. He doesn't make a lot of money, but goddamn it, he's good at it. You're kind of like, look, this one. Look, I can't do it, so I appreciate. I, I see the craftsmanship, but this one, it's not as good as your last. You can do better, man. You know yeah. that. He's like, all... sat down. <laughs> his, his, uh, his, like, his, like, 15 little eyes just, like, point downwards. You know, sorry, speak, speaking of, like, just, like, apartments and so on, that just, like, one time I, like, I lived in Modesto at this apartment complex, and we were just going down there just to go to school, so we got the financial aid, which really paid uh-huh. for everything, because that was, like, that was a time period where it's, like, almost, like, they almost give away so much financial aid, you almost feel like, you know, if you would have just, like, not given this away, you could have, like, had everybody come to school instead, but whatever, like, oh, in this apartment complex we <laughs> had, that magic we were, like, literally, like, the only young people in there. And everybody else was pretty much retired and so on like that. And, you know, it had the pool, it had the jacuzzi, it had the gym across the street. It was like a giant park with basketball hoops and a bike track and all kinds of stuff. And I remember th- yeah. sitting there thinking about halfway into this. I'm like, this must be what it's like to be retired. <laughs> you literally get your check that comes in from the government. <laughs> You're sitting yep. by the pool every single day, you know. You talk to all the locals that are in there. Everybody's friendly and nice. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, we, we get, we get a lot of, you know, it's weird over here. We, I actually, there's a lot of older people that live in this complex that have been living here forever. And they're like, yeah, this place is the cheapest place, but that for some reason they take like the most care of it. And I'm like, I'm trying to find something wrong here. Um, you know, you know, it was, you know, it was like really weird, like living here. Uh, I didn't tell you guys this, but I actually went to jail recently. Oh, here's Holy a story. Shit. Yeah. Elaborate. Yeah, elaborate. Austin's Austin's a fucking criminal. So, um, uh, as you guys know, I was uh, I I don't know if I mentioned it on the podcast before, but I was a smoker of pot previous to moving to California, and w- the first five minutes of being in California, as soon as we saw the the state line of California, my grandfather pulled out a joint and we smoked in the car <laughs> in, in, in in California. He was like, "It's legal here. I'm smoking in the car, and nobody's gonna fuck." Stop us! <laughs> and, uh, feel, feel, feels good to be a gangster starts to play. 
Exactly. I mean, technically, and, and, it's legal in your house. It's not legal anywhere. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I fucking learned that. Uh, <laughs> but I, 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 I did break the law in a way. Y- law, you'll see. The story. The story. The Breaking the law. Breaking the law. But you're going to see. It's it's like the story will progress in a way that it's going to get like. It's not so dramatic, but it's. God damn, it's a heartening tale for people who have never heard it before. Um, so my first week here. Uh, when I was started setting up my apartment and everything like that, the day that I finished setting up the apartment, when I had my entire audio setup was put together, when the kitchen was clean, when the couches were was organized, when the table was put together, the TV was like set up. I had a I had a whole day where I cleaned the whole house while my roommate was gone. And it was going to be our first time actually meeting each other, and I wanted the house to look fucking immaculate, and it did. Um, problem was, I had my friend come over, and we were celebrating. We uh, He brought over some joints from the local dispensary, and we decided to smoke. And then I was like, oh, I'm going to go see if they have any, if there's any snacks that Kevin left in the fridge. Kevin was our previous tenant. And I looked inside, and there was this um, Gatorade bottle full of this brown liquid. And the brown <laughs> liquid looked like iced tea. Pop that baby open. Smelled like goddamn whiskey, and oh. it was strong shit too. And uh, it, uh, I don't remember what type it was, but I remember that after we smoked the two the the two joints, we I took two shots, and me and him just chilled in the living room. And uh, yeah, like living in Miami, I was a a privileged child. Uh, I lived 15 minutes down the street from my buddy Ethan, and whenever me and him would get shit faced, I'd drive home. Uh, and that was a poor choice, especially for a young man as like myself. Uh, and out of nowhere, you know, I, I said like, Hey, Duddy, I'll drive you home. His name's Duddy. He's really cool. Dang old Duddy. Um, shout out. Uh, but I decided I'd drive him home cause he lived like right down the street, right next door to the WB studios. So, um, I drove down the street and I, as we're leaving the garage, I get a phone call from my grandfather and he's like, Hey Austin, um, I, you know, wanted to check on you. See how is there, see how everything's going. I'm like, oh, it's going great, Grandpa. You know, I got the entire apartment set up. It looks all good, and I have the goddamn phone on my ear, and that, that's not a legal thing here. Oh yeah, you know, you're, you're just breaking all sorts yeah. of laws now in California. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then on top of that, you know, I was blazed. I uh, uh, I, I was pretty messed up because I didn't eat anything before we left the house. So I wasn't like swerving or anything like that. So I was going the right speed. I was doing what I needed to do. But you want to know something? I didn't have front license plates because in Florida we don't have front license plates. My back li- my backlight was out uh, and I had my phone on my ear. So those were all different oh. reasons to pull me over. And as soon as they did, oh boy, um, I was in, I was in a level of trouble. I have not been in, in a, ever, ever in fact. And, um, you know, I thought it was just going to be like it was back in Miami. Like I'd be like, Oh, hi officer. How are we doing? He's like, good. You, uh, you were talking on the phone. And I was like, yeah, yeah. Sorry about that. And my grandfather called me. We just moved into my new apartment. He's like, Oh, okay. Uh, it smells like weed in here. And I was like, Oh yeah. We, uh, sparked up a joint a few minutes before we left the house. And he was like, Oh, okay. Uh, could you step out of the car? And I was like, uh, yeah, sure. And then we go through the process. He breathalyzes me. Uh, turns out I blew like I blew like a point one three. So I was I was pretty up there. And uh, turns out I forgot that I didn't eat anything before we left the house. And if I had eaten something and waited a little while, I would have been good. But oh boy, 
that was an oopsie on my part, guys. And uh, yeah, that that was a that was a night in jail for me. And the morning that my roommate came back, he was like, "Hey, Austin, where were you? I I I, I was everything all right last night?" I'm like, "I went to jail." <laughs> he was like, "Wait, what?" And I was like, "Yeah, I uh, I went to jail last night." He was like, what happened? And I was just like, oh, me and Duddy, we just smoked up and then we drank. And then I drove him home and I got pulled over because I was on my phone. And he was like, shit. And I'm like, right? And I'm like, how does the house look? And he's like, fucking beautiful. Thank you. And I <laughs> well, was as long like, as the house is looking good, that's all that matters. Come on. <laughs> yeah, I, I, that was my main concern. I was just like, how happy is Eric that, he, that the ho- how the house looks? And, you know, I asked them, I'm like, hey, listen, so they repoed my car. And I, I mean, they uh, impounded my car. Can you, like, send me a Lyft or can you send me an Uber? He's like, I'll send you an Uber. I gotcha. And, you know, like, me and him are really cool now. And I explained to him what happened. But, you dudes, um, you know, I, I've been I've been sober from, like, I, I, I didn't drink a lot before getting arrested. And I literally haven't had a sip since I got arrested at all because I, I'm just... I'm just not playing that game anymore. Well, you Did know. you come out with a uh, black t- uh, teardrop tattoo? No, no we, I you wish didn't I did. kill anybody. No. I guess so. I guess no, you had a lot no. of li- I, like little offenses, yeah. nothing really big. But they do treat that exactly. real serious, though, in California. They do. They do. They gave me nine months of uh, drug and alcohol classes. They gave me. Uh, they gave me. They were. They suspended my driver's license. They told me I got to put that little machine in my car, which I still haven't done because I can't afford that because it was so expensive to get my car back after I got out of jail. What's a little machine that, you got put in your car? Uh, it's it's I I it's like a breathalyzer. Really? Okay, I've heard about these things. I just yeah. didn't really think that was something yeah. that was like a common practice. Uh, Did, um. You know, believe it or not, like living out here, the people that I've met at these classes and stuff like that, there are so many that have it. Like, (laughs) I've met a lot of people that have it. And, like, I don't want to associate myself with them entirely just because, like, you know, they're not bad people. It's just, like, I like parties a little too hard. Yeah. And that's the thing with me. Like, I'm a really chill guy. Like, I don't really go out and party. I don't really get real lit. And, um, you know, like these people are like on the brink of just of just shooting down. If they hit one one drink, they'll go on like this bender. That's and I'm just like, yeah, no, you give me a shot and I'll I'll take a nap in the corner. Like, like, yeah, that's how I am. There's some people that are just machines that way. Like they can just yeah. party like ridiculously and just get up the next day and treat it like it's not a big deal. Like when I first moved here to San Francisco, I had this one guy I used to uh, work. He was essentially my supervisor. Good yeah. guy. Uh, his name was, I'll just say, I'll say he's part of his name. His name is Harry. Gotcha. And what he would do is he would yeah. often get, he was just like, he was like one of these total like death like deathcore like sludge fans you know just loved like this angry slow loud metal and punk shows and just loved cocaine just loved the party and i would just like often, eric, just like the late great eric clapton once said cocaine very, very much very much <laughs> cocaine oh this dude's cocaine for breakfast anyway, so, he puts uh, it on cereal <laughs> Yeah. That's hard. That's hardcore, man. <laughs> oh, powdered sugar? Uh, if that's what you're gonna call it, sure. He's like, oh, he's like, oh, you got, you got frosted flakes? Uh, th- those are just corn flakes, but um, yeah, <laughs> the frosted, the sure, sweet we'll call nose that. candy, <laughs> the sweet nose candy. 
<laughs> Tony the Tiger just like they're great, like punches through a glass table. <laughs> just just rips rips the tricks rabbit in half. <laughs> yeah. So sometimes I would go on. This is back when I used to have my bike job, and we set up this kiosk, and we had it like in the storage unit of this hotel, and then we roll it out, set it up, and start the day. He ever multiple times I would get there early just because I was still learning the city, wasn't sure how long it would see me to ride there my bike. And I'd get in, I would see him sometimes to be face down, sometimes on his back, sleeping on the counter. Cause he like was like, oh you know God. what? I just like and I got there early too. So it'd be one of those things like, you know what, I was just out partying all night and I realized, oh, I gotta be at work in three hours. So I just came in and just slept inside this thing Holy until shit. I had to work the next day, and this is like one of the best parts. There was one time where he could usually just get up and just function the next day, no problem. But uh-huh. one time he did party a little too hard, and then they have these. It was like this. It was, it was this rollout desk that you could actually, if you tried. I, I never tried, but I realized, oh, you could do that. You could literally crawl inside this fucking thing. Holy! <laughs> so it's like that Seinfeld one... episode of George Costanza when he builds like the bed <laughs> under his desk. It was yeah. kind of like that. So there was this one time he's like, and I was the new guy, and he's just like Ryan. I like you. You're good at this. I trust you. I really want to get some sleep. So please try to avoid waking me up unless you really need my help. I'm like, okay, okay. So then not disturb. (laughs) So what I, so I'm like, okay, I'm assuming he's going to go around the corner. I see him open up this container, step inside, move one backpack out, close it. And then just like, oh, all right, that's what he does. Okay, wow, so that's a he's, in, he's in there for like 30 minutes just napping in this little like metal cubby of this desk, of this rollout <laughs> desk, a bicycle kiosk. And then this one guy comes back and he misunderstood the price. And the guy wasn't being a dick about it or anything. But he's like, I'm sorry, I misunderstood this. I thought it was kind of like this. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, no, I'm, yeah, I'm sorry. That just, it's, is what it is. I can't really do anything about that. That's the base price. No, I get that, but I mean, and I know it's not your fault, but is there any way I can talk to anybody about that? Oh, like, can I yeah, talk to the well, manager? <laughs> well, it's one of those things. I huh? I could get the manager, but I already know what he's going to say. He's like, I'd really at least like to try and talk to the manager. I'm like, <sighs> and I just go, <laughs> door flings open, you <laughs> crawl <laughs> Bump, bump, bump. <laughs> what the what fuck do you, you want? want? <laughs> it just grabs that guy by the just... collar. <laughs> I wish he did, but then the guy like backs away, scared. But then he's trying not to die of laughter, and Harry's like, he's like clearing his face, like, all right, um, I kind of heard part of that. Here's the thing with that, and just calmly explains the thing, and the guy is just trying. He's like, okay, okay, he's just trying not to laugh, but he just that made it up, that made it up well, for him. Yeah, the boy can't fucking breathe. It's fine, man. It's fine. It's it's kosher salt, dude. Like, you know, like I've worked in the I've worked in the service industry for a really long time. This is a pretty good little segue because um, uh, I recently got and I told I was talking to Spencer about this yesterday where uh, I one of my coworkers had to go out of town for a little bit, uh, specifically this week to go visit his family in Mexico. And he's our busser. Mm. And uh, I'm not going to, you know, shit on the company or anything like that because I could I could totally, but I'm not uh, because I still work there and I don't want to infringe on anything. But God damn it. Um, I had to uh, uh, for lack of a better term, I had to clean dumpster juice with my hands. 
No gloves. Oh, that's never fun. Yeah, uh, for $11 an hour and $11 tips for the day. Um, so here's what happened. You, you know, I had worked in Outback for a really long time, Outback Steakhouse. And uh, my managers in the past have never made me because I inherently am not a man to go digging my hands in dumpster juice. I'm not that guy. I'm not that guy. Um, and I try to strive. I, 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 I. Just I I pride myself on not being the guy to stick his hands into a dumpster to dig out maggot filled garbage. Especially for eleven dollars an hour. That's very classist thing. That's very classist of you, sir. That's very it's very cisgender white male privilege speaking right now. As an American, I deserve more money for stuff like this. Madam, 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 uh, listen, I don't get paid enough for that shit. And listen, you know, he didn't get paid. That's why we got the guy from Mexico who's on vacation. Exactly. But listen, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a chill guy. I'm cool. But as soon as I walked back there, I thought to myself, you know, oh, doing the trash. I'm just going to throw the trash out. No business. It's. Oh, God, dude. It's like, imagine walking into a, which, what can only be described as feces, the smell of feces kicking you in the balls. Oh, and I've worked then in a restaurant for 11 years, I know. And now, yeah, and, and now and, why did and, you have to dig this stuff out? Because it, was, it, was it just clogged well, up or just backed up or just filled to the brim? No, it's, it's a bin. It's like a big uh, blue bin. It's a blue plastic bin that they throw the trash bags in after they're being used, and then they run them downstairs to the trash compactor, and they throw it in there. Um, but the blue bin had apparently collected around, like, oh, I don't know, about, like, 17 gallons of juice. And, uh, yeah, it's that's that's a level of juice, and that's a lot of... That's a lot of shitty smell right there. And uh, for anybody that's ever worked around trash in any way, shape, or form, uh, it's not a pleasant smell. You ever smell a rotten egg? Imagine multiplying that by two, uh, stuffing it in a bag of garbage, and then also stuffing that garbage in a pile of waste. Like, it, it, was, it was terrible. And, you know... I'd, all, the only emotion I remember feeling, and I'm a pretty zen guy, like, I don't, I live a life of peace, serenity, even when I went to jail, I was quiet, I was serene, I was not freaking out. You were Ed Norton in American History X? Yep, basically. But just, That didn't start nothing, just yeah. didn't, it just didn't take what happened to him, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but, uh, but when I, when I, I, as soon as the smell as soon as I saw the quantity, it was a mix of two things. It was when I saw the quantity of the juice and the smell, and those two things encompassed my senses and mixed into my whatever thought process I had at the time, I developed this level of rage that I haven't felt since, like, middle school when I decided to fight a kid for no reason. <laughs> it was just unbridled primal rage. And I walked over to my manager and I was like, if any of that gets on me, I'm going the fuck home. And he said, don't be a baby. And I said, 
sir. <laughs> I said, sir. Uh, I don't think you understand. Uh, I'm not a germaphobe, but I feel like I'm becoming one. And I don't want to start pulling this Howie Mandel shit where I have to start fist bumping everybody when I walk in the work. Guess what? I gritted my teeth. I cleaned the shit. Guess what? I got maggot. I Maggots landed on me. It was terrible. And uh, that evening when I got home, I... I took a shower. I didn't feel clean. I woke up in the morning. I went to the pool. I swam laps for two hours. And then I went upstairs, took a shower again, and then I shaved my beard. And guess what? Still didn't feel clean. Well, if anything, well, it's a life-changing moment. Um, there's lessons uh-huh. that have been learned, I guess. And uh, <laughs> I feel you only become stronger in the situation past it. I'm a yeah. stronger I'm a stronger man because of those moments. It, it is. <laughs> I don't oh, go ahead, Spence. Oh, I say those are those kind of moments in life where like you just realize what you don't want to do yeah. in life. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like I it's it's that yeah. Uh, it's that life decision making moment where you're like, dude, uh, I think that's not that's my that's my low. That's the lowest I'll be. <laughs> this this one time back uh this is a long time ago and not to be the one-upper here not i'm not trying to do that but oh i, I need i need a one-up after this i need to know where the deeper end of this t- tunnel is all right um do you guys have a grease trap or do you just throw some chemical in that and makes it go away uh well we we it's it's a no no it's it's just straight garbage okay it, we, they sprayed bug spray but that didn't fix anything Okay, well, a lot of restaurants have a grease trap, so you get something that goes for people who don't know who never worked in a restaurant. Yeah. So when every all the shit is going down the sink, it goes through a filtering system. The filtering system yeah. pulls all the oil and all the grease and all like whatever junk and food, whatever, usually in the <laughs> kitchen. We call kid. this episode Trash Talk. <laughs> trash <laughs> yeah, talk. Really? Trash Talking with Austin J. Cook. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> trash Talking with Austin J. Cook. Uh, did you know Jesus was a Jew? Oh, Back to the story. <laughs> <laughs> no, um. So anyway, you well, it was uh, ours was underneath the the uh, the uh, which call the front deck where people yeah. would actually eat. So when it wasn't as busy, we'd go down there and we would sometimes have this vacuum cleaner that would just go into this thing, just suck up all this nasty, just it was just worst oh, smelling God. thing ever, just this grease trap, yeah. just just. Nothing but nasty, nothing but sink water, and just whatever went down the drain. Not at all. Well, one time, this thing got a crack in the pipe. And oh. we didn't know about it. And it kind of basically flooded all underneath the uh, oh. the, uh, the the deck. And it was summertime. So that shit was ripe. My so, nipples are diamonds right now. <laughs> so, yeah, don't let it cut your shirt. Anyway, so... Oh, no. We end up getting, me and this other guy who was working there at the time, you actually know him, Spencer, Brandon. Uh-huh. We ended up getting black trash bags. And keep in mind, this isn't a lot of crawl space. This is maybe like, oh, maybe three feet of crawl space oh. with buckets. Oh, oh I hate crawl space. And a small cup. And a small that, cup. That, yeah, pouring the be... shit in there. And then dragging it back. Of course, it always splashing on you on the way back. Oh, Why would it Going not? Doing that all day. Doing that all day for two oh. days. And I'm just like, I'm ready to die. 
I mean, yeah. I know I'm like 15 or 16 right now, but I'm ready to die. Well, especially at 15 or 16, that is a terrible experience because you have like not built up any of that like, oh, I just got to man it up and get it over with. It's like, no, not yeah. that age yet. That age is oh, just... Oh, I walked out with chest hair right there, dude. I walked yeah. out with like a full beard. I was just like, I was like... A, like a fucking war vet who's like seen some shit, you know? Like, shit, there, uh, there was a Bruce Springsteen song written in your honor. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> fucking, it'll, it'll change you, man. That shit's like fucking war. If you, like, if, if, for the listeners, if you guys have never dug your hand or dipped any portion of your body in sewage juice or terrible liquids, do it. It'll your voice will deepen, your balls will drop, and guess what? You'll be a little bit funnier just because of that. Well, you know, it's funny. You, it's funny you. you bring that up because I was watching. I was doing a Rambo marathon just recently, <laughs> and in the second Rambo, there's that part where he gets captured by the Viet Cong or whatever, and they're literally they have yeah. him like tied up, sort of like on ropes, kind of crucified down in this like muck in this pit, and you can just see where yeah. all the pigs are up there and they're pissing and shitting, and it's just dripping down. And he's got leeches yeah. all over his body and so on. So there is always a worse yeah. place you could be in at life, you know what I mean? Yeah, you, you got to know what the bottom is before you get to the top. <laughs> you know, poor old Rambo stuck in there. Uh, yeah. Since we're on that topic, I don't mind asking real quick. I just want to ask real quick. Where do, uh, Austin, are you a big Rambo fan? Um, I, I, I have dabbled in Rambo and I, I know a good portion <laughs> a, of like, I've the dabbled memes. in the Rambo. <laughs> I've dabbled I've played in, with a, I've played with bandanas and blades. I've, I've yeah, exactly. You know, I, I, I went, I, I went, like, you know, I've, I've, I've done my, I've done my jokes. I, you know, I, I might seem a little uncultured for it, but I haven't seen the, 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 I've seen the first Rambo, but I haven't seen the second Rambo and yeah, actually, that's that's my that's that's my tale. Do we <laughs> get a win this time? Well, I just well, I was I was gonna ask real quick. Um, I'll just make this quick, and we don't want because we don't want to leave you out of this conversation. But Spencer brought it up. Where do those movies stack with you now, Spencer? I'm just I'm honestly curious. Well, I'll, I'll say this here is um because just in watching them over, I'm like I think all four of them are fucking fantastic in their own ways. I still think that the first one, First Blood, there's something real special about that one. I don't know, but it's such mm-hmm. a tough one. Like, because between, I probably would say First Blood's my favorite, but between two, three, and yeah. four, man, is that tough to choose which ones like kind of come next? Because they all have their own different ways. Like, I like three a lot. I like you know number four is just amazing, and like just the violence in that movie, and plus like that movie really changed cinema for a while. Like people don't bring that up too often, but Rambo four. After that movie came out, it, like, upped the ante for the violence we could have in movies. And, like, you know, you were guaranteed. Oh, really? Yeah, like, every action movie past, like, 2008 for, like, the next four years or so, it was almost like you were guaranteed great violence because of Rambo. And you, I, mean, I like at Tropic Thunder. That's another example. That. Tropic Thunder. Oh, yeah, Tropic Thunder. That I've, I've had to see Tropic Thunder maybe, like... You know, it's weird. I I didn't see all the Rambo movies, but goddamn it, I saw Tropic Thunder about as for for about as many Rambo movies as exist. Because Robert Downey Jr. is literally my favorite actor, right next to Jim Carrey. Well, yeah, Tropic Thunder. That, that's always a fun one. I remember. Oh, I, yeah. that movie came out only like a handful of months after Rambo, but like that one came out. I remember explaining to him, I'm like, dude, it's a comedy, but it's got violence, just like Rambo in it. You yeah, know? it's just filled, and with- it's and and it's fun. It's it's like it's a legitimately fun movie. You know, for for. The day that I sat inside of that movie theater and, you know, I had never really, you know, I was in, I was born in 96. And when did uh, Tropic Thunder come out? Like in 2000? I think 2008. 2008. They both came out in 08. Yeah. Oh, they, okay. So they came, 
Wow, so that was a long, that was a while ago for me because I'm, I'm. Oh fuck working. you! Well, it was yeah, kind I'm, of a while I'm, ago. That was ten years ago. It sounds weird yeah. to say it, but yeah. that was ten years it's, ago. But it's, it was it's ten a, years ago. It was literally oh, a decade ago. I was watching. I was eleven. I was oh, eleven. Don't tell me that, dude. Don't tell me that. I was <laughs> fucking eleven. I went. I sn- I remember it like clear as day. Me and my friend Jordan, we would sneak into the movie theaters, and I would steal candy. Like I would go. You know, you guys know the, like those sample. Like, did, like you guys know in like those sample areas or like where you go. I hope we didn't lose Austin. I hate the last words for me to say to him in this episode is "fuck you." <laughs> <laughs> I know. Well, I'll. Ha- oh, he's. Just, I'll see. I'll try oh, to call. He him left. Back. Shit, I hope I didn't scare him off. I'll probably be back in a second. Austin Jane. Well, while we're waiting for him to pop up, I'll just say this real quick. First Blood, Rambo 4, Rambo 3, Rambo 2. That's, All amazing movies. That's a pretty good order, too, but I mean, like, it, it is just one of those ones, like, man, is it, like, kind of a... It's an interesting lineup. I mean, it's, it's a hard one to choose. You know what I actually started doing? I actually I got the audiobook of First Blood. I was almost just kind of interested. Somebody's, like, talking about that, like, dude, you got to read the fucking book. The book's great. And then even in the intro, when the author's talking about it and whatnot, um, uh, what I was just liked about it a lot is that, like, it sounds like this book becomes, like, almost a humongous, like, war zone. Because the whole point, like, the guy in the book, he's like, instead of, like, Rambo just kind of defending himself, it's like, in my version of Rambo, it's like, he literally brings, like, the Vietnam War to, like, America. And that's almost, like, what the story is. I'm like, well, that sounds kind of badass in itself. I gotta check that out. I don't think he's here yet. But, yeah, so far the book's actually really cool, and... It's just like, it's just kind of, it almost, it sounds so weird. It just almost feels like the way that the guy who's reading it makes it feel like it's like Snake from like Metal Gear Solid. <laughs> I don't know why. Like, I don't picture it like a Stallone. Now I just picture it as like David Hayter. Like, what do you want? Yeah. For do me. you know, uh, speaking of, speaking of that, do you know who's doing the Metal Gear movie? No, I have no idea. The guy who did Kong Skull Island and the guy I saw him in a couple of interviews he was waxing poetically about how much he loves metal gear. And he says, look, I, I know people might want like a straightforward um, retelling of the first game and onward with the other games, but I'm going to try and mix them up in a weird way because you already got this movie. That's in the way he was talking, he was mentioning certain characters and certain scenes and talking about gameplay and speaking really passionately about it. So it kind of gives me hope. Well, that's good. Then I'm glad to hear that. He's trying to get off the ground. He went to like studio execs. He's he's the director going to studio execs with like print with like concept art. Just taking the comp books, be like, here we go. This is what we're doing. Well, just paying like you know he he went to like different like artists saying like, hey, can you draw? Like he he, he was mixing it up. Like he had Gray Fox fighting one of the geckos from Number Four, and like you know, um, and, and Metal Gear Solid One Snake fighting like a uh, Metal Gear Ray in the middle of like a desert town. So just kind of mixing it up, which I think that makes sense. There's enough lore, enough things there to go like take your favorite bits and pieces and drop it in there, you know? Oh, yeah, he said totally. he wants to mix. He said he primarily wants to mix Metal Gear 1 with the old um, with the old games that weren't on PlayStation. Oh, Metal Gear and Metal Gear 2, the original ones? Yeah, he wants to mix it up with those. That'd be kind of cool, because I always thought that'd be kind of neat if they brought those kind of games kind of back, either as remakes or whatnot. I mean, they're good as they are, but you know. Hey, guys. Yo. I don't know what happened. Yeah, what's... It, it booted you off, and somehow, some way, you disappeared, and we couldn't get a hold of you, and then next thing you know, like, I closed the call down, and then Skype decided to update itself, and then, yeah, 
Yeah. I don't know. I don't, I don't, yeah. I don't know what happened. Like my, like I, 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 like the recording got real crazy for a second and I, I, everything got lost. Oh, that's no good. At least, as I said, at least I got my side going. Yeah, no, like my recording is still happening. So we're good. Hey, you, Ryan, you hey. on? Yeah. Sorry, Austin, for a second. Cause you said, oh yeah, I was 11. And I was like, fuck you. And then like you left. I'm like, oh shit. I hope I didn't scare him off. That was his joke. <laughs> No, no. I told the story about how I I stole candy from a candy store and snuck into see Tropic Thunder, and that was the first time I ever heard of a fourth wall break, which was when stealing candy and sneaking into an R-rated movie. You, you, yeah, you were setting yourself up to go to jail in California. I see where it started now. (laughs) Right, I, I was, I well, you know, I growing up as a kid, you know, I was, I was a real fucking troublemaker, man. Like we. Like me and my friends as kids, we used to cause so much trouble, and I I felt like sometimes I was like the kid that got influenced by all that. But I'm a good kid now. I've been, you know, I haven't drank since I got out of jail. I I've been mostly I I, I haven't smoked anything for like nine days, so that's good. So I, I wanted to say I bet that cop loved you because he's probably maybe I, maybe I'm wrong, but I'm assuming because most of the time that cop's gonna be like. Hey, been smoking tonight? No, no, it's just incense. Like, do you? Uh, yeah. Do you step on no, the car? I, I, oh, what the fuck, bro? Yeah. And you're they, just like, they, yeah. They kind of felt bad about like taking me in because, like, even one of the officers, I told him about like my job and everything. He was like, "Well, you know, this should be a learning lesson for you." And I was like, "Yeah, yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah, it is." <laughs> also, uh, sorry to the listeners. We had a. Uh, had some te- technical difficulties. Oh, no worries. I'll edit around that stuff so it seems a little bit more fluid. <laughs> Next thing you know, the people are just like, so what happened at the middle of that? It's like, oh, uh, no, everybody <laughs> just had like an it's, had like a seizure and, you know, they're good now. They're good. Or you just hear, or you just like, he edits he edit in gunshots and you hear one of us like, get back! <laughs> no, Austin! <laughs> Or, or you know what you could do? You can like edit in uh, like <laughs> Ryan noise. going, like a raptor? Ryan going, God damn it! And then oh, you can yeah. just you can like edit in like the internet crashing thing, and then come back up. Oh. It's like, all right, we're cool, <laughs> we're cool, everything's good. <laughs> well, I, I wanted to say because last time you were on Austin, that was one of those things. I I felt bad because I thought Spencer paused the episode. So Spencer, so for the oh whole my god, I forgot that that's a that's a golden episode. If anybody, it is. If anybody wants to see one of the funniest moments we've probably had on this show, go back to whatever the last one Austin was on, and that is there is pure gold about halfway into that episode. Yep, and it was it was it was the it, it was better the, once I leave. It was the crashing. It was the crashing and the loss of the late great, the early great Ryan Dunnigan. Well, it was one of those things where what happened was because when, when we're doing a podcast, if we're getting ready to do a podcast, yeah. then that's what's kind of on my mind all day. That's what I want to do. That's the goal of the day for me. Yeah. And so if I kind of miss out on the podcast, I feel kind of like oh, I missed out on you know my favorite thing. So that's what I had all like okay podcast with austin today and spencer that's what that's what today is that's all today's about i like and how then, you added the and spencer thing <laughs> well it's always a spencer but i just want to yes. clarify it's always a spencer. <laughs> anyway, so the thing crashes and i'm like what the fuck so i'm calling spencer and i'm i'm like i think spencer put it on pause <laughs> and i'm trouble you can hear me trying to troubleshoot like i don't know what's wrong with the fucking 18 kids <laughs> Not fucking working. Let me try my PlayStation. <laughs> Swan, 
you heard my pet PlayStation power on. Let me check. Yep. You're, doo, 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 doo. You hear me like <laughs> filtering the shit, going through settings. It's not fucking working. Let me go back over here and put you like. <laughs> it's so. Fuck. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> and poor Austin's on fucking hold the whole time. <laughs> he can't hear me because we're on a different line. I mean, I can hear he can hear me, but I can't hear him because we're on a different line. And then I'm just like, wait, are you recording this? <laughs> <laughs> and me and Spencer just sitting there going like, oh my god. Oh, it, it was like the most, I don't think, you could have never have captured that good of primal oh. rage. It was like, there was only one way it was going to happen is you not knowing. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And the fu- and the funny thing about it was, is like, you know, you want you want good comedy, <laughs> just get do a podcast. Just do a fucking podcast. <laughs> Uh, and and I, I believe uh, I believe it, it, this should be time that I mentioned that I'm actually going to be making my own podcast very soon. It's be called be going to be called the Cook and Pals Podcast. Oh, awesome! Man. I knew you were yeah. working on that. I couldn't remember if that was coming along yeah. or what yet. But um, it was. It, it, there are so many things that I am working on right now, and this is. I'm going to do my shameless plug now, and I you know I've been working on lots of projects, and I feel bad to a lot of the people that I've like. You know, I've stayed pretty consistent with voice acting, especially with, like, all the Gumbino stuff that I've done and all the stuff that I've done with other animators, like Arcade Cloud and stuff like that. Um, But, you know, I'm really trying to, like, build some type of YouTube community for myself. And uh, some of the things that I'm working on, and I already showed it on my Instagram and my Twitter, but I'm also making this thing called uh, Voice That GIF, which is going to be a YouTube segment where I get different recommendations from people of uh, GIFs. And I'm pretty sure for any of us that have been on Twitter, gifts are very popular and i was looking it up and i realized that there is not a damn person on youtube that is currently reviewing and voicing over gifts so uh i'm gonna do that and see how that goes that's a good idea right there because that's great for like and you could have short little videos that don't take too much time and it's just like you could pump them out and so on yeah, all I gotta do is just look up a topic on. All, sometimes all I gotta do is just look up a topic on Twitter of different gifts, and then just roll through those to see what happens. Yeah, and just be, um, be the googly eye Kanye one in messages. Yeah, yeah, that was uh, that that was very professional, and I want everybody to know that you know I am the most qualified for any of these situations. <laughs> <laughs> well that's always the perfect one to jump on but that's always how it goes to a project it's like you, you in the back of your mind you're like yeah i'm gonna yeah. be able to do this and that and get these things done but yeah i've learned that so many times it's like you could only really do about two projects at a time yeah and two is even kind of yeah. tough sometimes sometimes it's like you even need to just set exactly. aside and just do straight one and once you finish that one yeah. then you can do another one but um Exactly. But yeah, trying to get multiple ones, even if you think it's really easy, because a lot of times you'll tell yourself, be like, oh, I'm just going to do this video. I mean, it's just a straight, like, there's not really a whole lot of editing or anything like that. Sounds simple, yeah. right? It never is as simple as it but, sounds. Yeah. But then it turns into, like, this edit fest, because, like, that's, like, what most of my update videos turn into. Like, I edited an update video more than I've edited any video ever. And, like, I'm an audio engineer, and I'm also a, uh, a video editor, and I have no problem doing either of those things. Guess what? Still a lot of fucking work. Oh, yeah. You know, like, like I did this this thing where I did, like, uh, I, I made a joke about, like, all the scripts that I make. Because I make a lot of fucking scripts, and I did, like, I make one script, two script, three script. And like 45 scripts and I actually took a screenshot of every single script that I wrote and I popped them onto the screen and all you hear is like and like that took like 20 minutes so 
you know, for anybody that's never edited before. Yeah, it's, it's one of those ones gone. like, yeah, you could be putting together like a okay. minute video, but it, you know, it, it can sometimes mm-hmm. take you a couple hours just to do that. And it's just, yeah, that's the thing about video editing. It's like one of those ones like, I like video editing, but at the same time, sometimes it's like, man, this is, it's just that little bit extra time every once in a while. Like, that's where I keep keep mentioning this to exactly. people. I go, I think when you get to a certain point in life, everybody's looking for that short round, that Indiana Jones assistant that we all need. And there comes a point where it's like, <laughs> yeah. I think we all need our short round. And I know that, like, it's frowned upon nowadays yeah. to go out and capture an eight-year-old boy to, like, carry your bags and do your video editing. But, damn it, if we can hire a boy that's 12 years old that can <laughs> carry our bags and do our video editing, boy, can we get a lot done. The way you yeah, said, exactly. I just imagine you with a big bushy beard and a top hat, like you, boy, you there, boy. Would you like to make yourself a twelve piece? A what? A twelve piece? You hold out some old form of currency. Would, Would you, you like a pen? Yeah. <laughs> Get in the van. Like a model T. But sir, I I I don't know what a pence is. You will take two and no more. And you will be damn grateful for having it. Now carry my bags and get in the car and drive. But I don't know how to drive. You will learn. Oh, will you learn? We have much oh. video editing to do for the picture show. <laughs> you will do what you need to do for the money that you're given and not bitch about it. You're like my wife. And then... The misogyny continues. <laughs> I'm grateful you even have a job, boy. You know, many other child your age are in slavery right now, and I'm offering you cash, and you turn it down. As now you can see, I said child, conscience. like an illiterate. Now put this baseball cap on and act like an American. I'm going to call you short round now. I'm going to call you short round. <laughs> But my name is Billy. Short round, I said short round. Now! Billy was your Christian <laughs> name. You are not a Christian anymore. You are now my assistant. Billy Bob Thornton. <laughs> Billy Bob Thornton. But that's already a person. No, 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 no. You will <laughs> cease to be a person if you continue to sass me! <laughs> and then, like, all the mothers, all the mothers from, like, the Twisted Sister era are coming onto the, po- are, are, like, in the comments of the podcast going, How? My son like that how dare you yeah, i was paying him a job god damn it <laughs> i was giving him money <laughs> he's not even a taxpayer yet not until he starts making that big coin madam it's just funny to think that there was a time only like less than like almost a hundred years ago where like just having that boy assistant was very common yeah. and, and you know like even when, like, I was growing up, like, when I would help my grandfather, when I'd help my family do something, my grandfather, you know, it's weird, because my grandfather grew up in the 40s, where, like, if he did anything, he would go out and just work, and he'd come back with, like, 50 cents, and that would be a fucking steal, whereas, like, when I started doing babysitting when I was, like, 10, you know, that made me, like, that made me, like, 50, 60 bucks, and I'd come home, and I'd be like, fuck, I only made 50, 60 bucks, man. Well, it also seems to be one of those things like you walk into a place like, I need a job. You ever done this before? No? We'll figure it out. Put on an apron. Now it's one of those things like, I see you dropped out of community college. Yeah, I don't know if I can give you this job in McDonald's. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. I, you qualify for Ronald's crew. Hmm, I don't know. Mm. You kind of got the. You, you see that? Your, your hair is a little like bit too other... light. I think you're giving off like the Aryan race look. I I, I just don't know if you're right for yeah. this age. Yeah, we're gonna. You know what? You know, I think we're just gonna have to deny you, and you just have to get out of here. And um, well, good luck to you. And uh, maybe one day you'll find a job. But uh, yeah, yeah, don't 
Not here. You ain't you ain't corporate yeah, material. I'm just gonna say it. Doesn't matter what you do. Maybe, maybe, I just you know, like the idea of I just like the idea of like Ronald McDonald's at the table. It's one of those interviews where you got the one guy interviewing you, and you got the other person just sitting there saying nothing. <laughs> just he's, he he like, sits back. He's kind of exactly. sitting, kind of like dimly lit with his arms crossed. Like you could sort of see Ronald, yeah. but you can't really see him. Maybe he's got his feet but up on the table. You can see his big shoes. Yeah, he's got his feet up you on can the see table. His big <laughs> shoes crossed <laughs> and the big red hair, which is faintly lit up, kind of. And it's like it's like uh what's 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 that guy doing over there? You you don't have to talk to him, sir. This is our interview. I'm conducting it. Leave him alone. He's just here to observe. And then all you hear is like a and then you'd be like, what, what was that? And you'd be like, hey, whoa, eyes up here. <laughs> you look at sudden there's like a like you see the grimace peek around the corner. We all good in there? Yeah, yeah, G, we're good, we're good. Don't, I'll call you if we need you. Just makes hard eye contact with you. All right, goes back. Uh, <laughs> grimace comes, up. and then you, and then you hear, and then you hear again. You just hear a, uh, hey, uh, hey, 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 uh, Ronald, um, uh, we got a problem outside. It's like, uh, not there, Jerry. Please, uh, leave us be. And then he's just like, all right. And then all you hear is like, as soon as the door closes, like real slow, you hear. <laughs> <laughs> just starts pulling a goofy. Then, then it's just like when you think you got the job, all of a sudden Ronald like leans across the desk, just real slow, and his face gets closer and closer till almost his nose touches your nose, but it gets still slightly <laughs> off. And he just goes, "I think this guy's okay." And then slowly he fades backwards into the darkness, farther and farther, until he actually just disappears, and you can't see him anymore. And that's all it is. <laughs> And then you feel this, and then you feel this real fear come through your chest, and then the lights come on, and there's no more Ronald in the room. And the guy and you who realize there's no other door you, too. You don't even know where he went. <laughs> you're in a box, and then you open, you blink, and then you wake up, and you're in a straitjacket inside of a fucking insane asylum. <laughs> and you're just like, I wanted the job. The hamburger stole the hamburgers. Grimace was talking to me, man. <laughs> if they, if you find out too much, they just give you shock therapy. Like this guy's too unruly. Maybe they lobotomize him, tuck him, toss him into like a <laughs> bin. They don't want their company secrets getting out. You're in there with that fucking chicken thing that you never see in the ads anymore. Hamburg- Hamburger's fucking dead. He's been very dead. But he has some problems. Probably has His corpse is just in your cell. Like face. they never cleaned it out. It's just over in the corner just rotting away. Like it's all mummified and stuff. Exactly. They didn't wear they they mummified him in Sichuan sauce. <laughs> he's like he's like he's like in a in a thing of enamel. <laughs> How is it so funny, though, like, how difficult they make those simple jobs to get, though? And it's like, I mean, I I understand, like, they got to deal with a lot of, like, idiots every single day and a lot of, like, you know, crappy people, like, you know, the low of the low people. But I'm talking about just even fast food, just, like, corporate jobs in general. It's amazing, like, how hard it is. Like, even getting a job, like, at Best Buy, it's like, good fucking luck. You got a higher chance of getting a job high up in Apple as you do fucking Best Buy. You know, at the exactly at the end of the day, it's like there. It's like what I've always said in life is like you know, like when you watch, especially like you watch like old movies or something like that, and somebody just like yeah. shows up and you're like, I need a job. Well, boy, can you lift this? Like, yeah, I can. Well, then go strap up those boots and go get it. And it's like, where the hell are those jobs? I mean, granted, nowadays there's too much liability, and you can kind of blame it on the government for getting too involved with those kind of things, and that's kind of prevented us from having you know easy mm-hmm. access jobs or like you know think of like and they live when roddy piper like just shows up oh and it's yeah. just like i got my tools in my bag i got my clothes and everything it's like well okay you could start the work week here it's like you would never get that at all anymore this day and age 
But sometimes it's exactly. like, I feel like people almost need those kind of jobs available. So it's like, if you need to get money, like, I feel like that's almost what resorts people to sometimes going towards crime is because they can't, they go, they go apply it like, you know, 30 different places and nobody accepts them. It's like, well, I guess I need to make money for rent. So who am I going to go rob today? Yeah. And well, like you also know, like I, it's weird. Cause like I'm, we're all like generally millennials. I hope so. <laughs> um, cause I, I fucking don't know what a millennial is anymore, but, um, at this point, you know, when I, what, like the way I'm looking at it is, especially when I'm getting a job, I actually have a, uh, I have an interview with the logistics company on uh Thursday, AKA tomorrow. Nice. And, uh, yeah, Very hopefully, sweet. Yeah, hopefully something like that turns up because uh, he saw me at out uh, the o- this, the owner. I think it was the owner or the CEO saw me and, and he saw that I was just like cracking jokes at the table. And he walked over. He's like, "Dude, your customer service skills are amazing. What are you making here?" And I said, uh, "Eleven fifty an hour plus like two percent tips from everything from the night." And he was like, "That is like." way too low okay uh here's my phone number and i said uh well what's happening and he's like oh i want you to come in for an interview and i was like oh i'm like okay cool and you know i sent him a message around like three hours ago um asking him like oh what would you like me to like bring in i don't know if i should bring in a resume he just told me to come sharply dressed with like a polo and some slacks and i said show up with a resume we'll, we'll see this yeah. almost sounds like that scene in waiting where justin long's yeah. character is like he's like come on man what are you doing here it's like dude you're great you should be somewhere else and he gives him the card and everything like that and it just turns out you go for an interview and it's like it's black angus <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> it's just like Wait a minute, how'd I get into McDonald's? What's going on? Ronald just there in the and corner then, looking at you. Yep, and then you're just like, wow, I am uh I'm in a constant loop. I'm I thought it loop. was weird that the I thought it was weird that the interview was at a warehouse. He then lassos you, holds you down, like, we got another one. <laughs> yeah, well, initially the like there was a convention going on at one of the uh uh one of the closer like Burbank convention centers and they like he wanted me to meet him like there and he wanted to like introduce me to people apparently and I I couldn't show up. I had to do I had to clean the trash juice out of a garbage can. What if this dude's like a Batman, you're his new ward? Yeah, like you know that that would be Here's my boy. Carry my suitcases, young man. And, and I'm just like, I'm just like, dude, you know, I, well, guys, uh, the cops are here for me. Uh, it's going to be a long evening. One, one of those days. <laughs> one of those days. Oh, well, I guess they found me again. Meet him. You just, you just meet him. He's like, this is Austin. He's my boy. He's, He's my son. My boy. He's the boy, not the He's son. The boy. He's not my That'd boy. That'd be weird. <laughs> My son is my son. This is my boy. He carries uh, my bags and I, drives my car with yeah. wooden blocks on his feet. You know, my legs are actually long enough to... Boy, don't you talk back to me now. And he, can't, he just straight fucking drop kicks me. It's like, put those wooden <laughs> blocks on. Now, 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 put your blades on your wrists and start slicing people's throats, Robin. Robin, wait. <laughs> and I'm just like, so I'm Robin now, so that's pretty cool. <laughs> what do you do as a job? I can't say. <laughs> how how do you think how do you think like Dick Grayson got like a job and stuff like that? Do you think Batman just kept funding him even after he became Nightwing? Well, he gets a job when he's oh, well. in a um, Bloodhaven as a bartender at a police bar, so he can get the in knowledge of what's going on. But he also has 
he's got his own like at the time he was a cop yeah and he's also a cop for a bit but he also has a fund that comes in from um his parents from the circus god knows where they got all this money from they must invest it in stocks or something because i'm pretty sure that even a, yeah. a circus act back in the 40s doesn't pay that well yeah that might have just paid like maybe like 50 like two shillings and a and a nickel. I think as well as once like Bruce kind of like lied, like yeah, your parents were doing real good. It's just like and he just kind of started slipping some cash in there as time went on. So it's like yeah, there's there's your trust fund. You know, yep, your parents sure did love you. They didn't spend it all on drugs. Well, Hope he doesn't know that. Yeah, <laughs> not all of it. Well, well, you know, like that's like that's another thing as well. It's like you look at the culture that the world is in throughout like Batman, and I'm like. Dude, where are all these people getting all this money? Or like, especially in Gotham, where you see like all of these criminals. Like, where do these people get the money? Like, a good example: Scarecrow. He's a scientist. I understand, but where does he get the physical technology to start pumping toxic gas into the city? Like, the government would shoot him in the head. Well, I could actually <laughs> probably. This is just a guesstimate. It's just a estimated guess he eventually he started off as a college professor so he's on a campus probably had ends so he could find a way to get you know just get the starting equipment gas a couple of the right people take advantage of that work his way up sell the shits then get more higher end explosives and that kind of stuff maybe he didn't do it himself hired enough people kind of worked as a drug dealer to some extent which kind of dark knight got so that's kind of more of um an estimate, more of a guesstimation, but you know, the comics, depending on who's writing. I know you're telling more of a joke, and I was just like, well, technically, in issue 635. Let me break it down. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, but when you're pulling it down to like the, the roots, like that's the only thing about comics that, you know, I've never really been the guy to do is like, you look at you look at how it like actually is, and then you're like, no, that's not how it goes. But that's not how you're supposed to see comics. You're supposed to appreciate yeah. it for its story, for its art style, for the characters. You're supposed to appreciate it for that. You're not supposed to appreciate it for, hey, so how was the Green Goblin able to make a giant glider and get that funded by his company? Billionaire. And, Billionaire. <laughs> yeah, that's, exactly. always like, that's always like the yeah. one. Like, how does he do it? Yeah. Billionaire. Money. <laughs> My, if, yeah, Elon Musk, if Elon Musk made flamethrowers for the fuck of it, and he's talking about, I want to drill holes under Los Angeles, okay, I can trust, I can believe a glider is going to happen. I, I, I think I think he's just like a modern day Tony Stark, because that dude's fucking, he's doing some shit that's like, really, like, I, I have an interest in Elon Musk right now. Yeah. He's, he's an interesting guy. The thing is, every so often, it's like, I'm really interested in what he does, and I'm not one of those guys, but the thing is, every so often he'll go and he'll do and say something kind of stupid. Yeah. Not not like not like oh mm. he doesn't know not like in a sciencey kind of way he's got that down. Just more socially yeah. stupid. Like there's the guy who what was it? There was that one guy who who got that who's experienced diver who basically came up with a plan to get all those kids out of that cave that was flooded <clears> in Thailand uh-huh. and. The guy kind of said something about Elon Musk's because Elon Musk, like, hey, oh. I got a, I got a little submarine oh, that could maybe get those kids going. And then the guy said something like, yeah, the, the submarine wasn't really that helpful. It just seemed more like a publicity stunt, but whatever. Oh my god. And then Elon Musk says, oh yeah, at least I'm not some fucking pedo spending time in fucking Thailand trying to fuck boys or some shit like <laughs> oh, that. Oh shit. Trying to fuck boys in my submarine. Like, That's oh, all you use it for. I know it. Fucking had cameras in there and shit. That and is then, some that is some crazy shit and that right is some there. Petty ass shit. But then the guy's like, 
I'm sorry. That was my bad. I just I kind of let that out. But then you see him in other things, and he's just like, hey, I just shot a rocket up into space in my old car. Why? Because I fucking can. Fuck yeah, you. Yeah, it's like, I put a guy, I put a car in space. Who else can fucking do that? <laughs> like, you know, that's that's also interesting. Like, when I saw that, I was just like, you know, we're funding this, but I haven't seen a... Well, I haven't seen us set foot on Mars privatized. yet. I thought that was totally privatized. Was that was the, were we funding that? I thought that was entirely privatized by well, him. Well, if you're buying anything that he owns, well, yeah, I, exactly. I, oh, I like, thought you meant I, like I thought you meant like tax dollars went to him shooting that thing up into space. Oh no! Oh uh, no! I'm pretty sure that's not what happened. No, yeah, because that, if that's what happened, that's only NASA. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That might have been like a, that might have been like a, hey, you know, it would be cool situation. Like, I think, I think, I think that's what happened. And, you know, a lot of people like appreciated. I'm, I'm sure that that car is currently being bombarded by asteroids right now. <laughs> well, things probably ripped apart. I mean, he said they were sending it to Mars and he was like, oh, my car will be waiting for me when I get there. So. Yeah, but instead it's actually just a pile of red metal that got bombarded in space and somehow made it to the surface of Mars. <laughs> I just like the idea of like some race far supreme and far more intelligent than our than our own. They see the car like who made this stupid piece of shit? Yeah, no, it's it, I, I could imagine looks like a baby's toy. I could I could imagine it's like them flying by like a like a like when you're like driving on a highway and you see like one lone billboard and you look at it and you're like, whoa, hey what? Uh I feel like I feel like it's that situation. It's like, hey uh Jerry, he come look at this. What? And then you just see like that one car, that one red car floating in space, and it's like, huh? How'd they well, get that like, up there? It's like that RC. <laughs> it's like that RC didn't work. We found on Mars. You know, just keep going. Yeah, it's like, uh, all right. Well, they made it. They made it that far. Let it go a little farther. We'll see what happens. Actually, nobody's gonna. I, nobody's gonna bother it. <laughs> I can't take credit. I think it was Spencer that said this. I can't take credit for this, but I never thought of it. Spencer, I think you said, "Oh, I guarantee you, he's a heavy metal fan. He wanted to, he wanted to like recreate the first like five minutes of heavy metal." Yeah, that was the first thing I oh thought. Oh my god! When I first yes. saw that, I'm like, "Oh shit, he's he's literally just recreating <laughs> the heavy metal scene." Ryan, <laughs> fucking, I love that. I uh, I, I thought I, that like, was badass just heavy, because of that. Yeah, yeah, heavy metal was heavy metal was a great movie. I love the animation style. Yep. Oh. Don't even get me started. I've listened. I've listened to the entire album like four times over. Oh yeah, I've listened to it many a times. I, I love that movie a lot. I like that one. I like the second one. But you, just the animation, yeah. it's so good. Yeah, I exactly. Think like the animation is something that you'll sit and watch. I like when South Park did that. Uh, did that parody of heavy metal. That was really funny. We'd Major boobies. Yeah. Yeah, major. Oh fuck, I love that. And it was, you know, it's my favorite because you, you know, fucking. I, I remember seeing that was the first time I had ever seen a movie before a reference. And I was like, oh, that was, wait, really? And it was like an older reference. Like, I'm 95 percent sure people like I, I, a lot of people because my mom showed me that movie and it was like by accident, like her and my her and her friend were watching it. And I walked in and I was like, what is this? And it, and my my mom's friend turns around and turns to me and like dead stares me in the eye and says, heavy metal and i'm like oh <laughs> and i was listening to like backstreet boys at the time so i ran up to the tv and i was like this is 
awesome. Well, that's like when <laughs> and, when uh, I was first exposed to yeah, heavy metal, I was like metal. I had like the uncle, you know, who's always got like a beer in one hand and it's in like a cozy yeah. and everything like that. And you never see him without oh. a beer. Like he was the one like, oh, you got to come check this out. He's like, and it was like when Heavy Metal 2000 first came out or whatever. It's like this movie's oh, fucking shit. great, you know. And he's like the same uncle that showed me like online like gambling and all kinds of stuff, like. <laughs> I mean, like literally, it's like 1997. Oh God, He's like, dude, you gotta check this out. This is the coolest part of the internet. <laughs> you know, I, that, that's that's something that I think about on a regular. Like, I feel like I'm going to be an uncle one day. Like, and I was talking to my little brothers about it. Like, my little brother Jason. Like, I have two little brothers. I have one that's 18 right now, and I have one that's uh, that's uh, 16. Well, 15, but he's gonna be 16 soon. Um, and. Like, both of them, like, Sammy, he's the most mature out of me and Jason, and Jason, who is my metal brother, he's, like, he's super strict and, like, really dead set on something when he does it, and he's actually a car salesman right now, and that's, oh, boy, that, that's that's that, That's a tough gig right there. That's for a certain individual, yeah. I tell you what. But, but uh, no, but I gotta say, the boy's fucking good. Like, he's got a boy, he's got a guy that's selling him, like, used cars, and, you know, Jason, Jason could sell, like, like, Jason could sell iced Eskimos if he has to, so, you know, I, I, I commend that, but, like, I was talking to them about it one day, and I looked at Jason when we were driving in the car, and I was just like, yeah, I don't think I'd be a very good father. I think I'd be a better uncle, and he was just like, yeah, yeah, you would be. And he, and it, it was exactly in that tone. I was like, what does that mean? <laughs> yeah, well, fuck you, <laughs> man. <laughs> yeah, you would be. And I was like, oh. Well, well <laughs> not, not to uh, speak on own personal experience about that. I don't have, I don't, I'm not a dad, but I do, have, I do have nephews. And there was this one point where my nephews were living with me. We're living at my, I was back when I was living at my parents' house. They were living with us for about probably like a year and change, oh, maybe. And I went from being the cool uncle that would just like buy him shit, hang out with him for a day and then disappear for like three months, you know, and like, hey, you know, it's easy to be the coolest guy in the room and you give him shit and just fucking leave, you know, or see him on the holidays. <laughs> Take him to the movie him theater or something spot. like that. Yeah, yeah. see him three months, you know, like that. It'd be, it's easy to be that guy. <laughs> but then like when they actually start living with you, it's like, dude, what the fuck do you want? <laughs> you know? Exactly. And, and then like, you know, it's it's the one thing because like my uncle lived with me as well, and I love my uncle. He was he's a really cool guy. He taught me martial arts growing up, and you know he stayed in my house with me and my grandparents for a very long time, and I love that guy. But you know, you live with somebody long enough, and you're just like, all right, well, yeah. And when you're, you're not used to, you think it's time. You think it's time. I was the youngest brother. I was the youngest brother of two, so I uh, I wasn't used to having little brothers. So suddenly having like. A, like a two-year-old or and then like a um seven or eight-year-old in the house that became a whole thing like what the fuck why is there fucking candy everywhere <laughs> he's become like i kind of see like a wife beater forming and just kind of like five o'clock shadow oh yeah was, no like dude, i was like I, only 21 yeah. well no that's imagine me like i've had situations in my life where my mom has had like her friends who are also mothers stay at the house with like their five-year-old kids and they had uh, my mom had one of her friends I, th I forgot her name for christ's sake but she was crazy and her son was even crazier because she was that mother that didn't know how to take care of her kid she'd be like whenever the kid would like bad mouth her or sass her she'd be like hey time out and the kid be like fuck you and i'd be like oh <laughs> shit and he was a little five-year-old too so yeah here's the thing 
And, and, you know, I was really cool with the kid. Me and him joked around a lot. We had a great time. And, I, you know, I, I've been a big brother to two little brothers. So I'm like, I got, I got my bones. I'm good. Uh, one day, it, I, I had just finished having sex with my girlfriend in my room. And uh, for the younger audiences, this is going to get a little risque. Uh, all I remember hearing was, like, like a like, like a tiny knocking on the door, and then he said, "Hey, Austin." Like, oh, I'm like, "Hey, hey, 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 hey!" Oh shit! Wait, his his name was Ryan. Yeah, Ryan, what's going on? And and he was just like, "Hey, can can uh can can I play your uh can I play your Call of Duty?" And I was just like, "Um, we're gonna have to we have to push that to later, buddy. I'm uh, a little busy right now. I'm I'm doing some push-ups with my with my friend." And he was just like, oh, okay. And then he, I, I, he walks away, and we start, we keep going at it, man, like fucking animals. And then he's sitting there fucking uh, playing I, Call of Duty the whole time. Yeah, no, no, no. He he like walks away, and then he comes back five seconds later. Hey, Austin. I'm like, yeah, Ryan. What? And and like that was when I started getting like frustrated. I was just adding sound effects. I was adding sound effects while you tell the story. No, no, no. I, I stopped. Like I, I had to stop because like the like like my bed it was my bed was a squeaker. That one that one had some vocals to it. Um, some acoustics. So I stopped. I turned around and I was like, "All right, Ryan, listen, go downstairs with your mom. I'm busy right now." And he was just like, "Okay." And then all I hear is just like like a light stomping and then a stop. Like he like he walked away, but he only stayed like maybe five feet away from the door. And I was like, "You know what? I'm gonna spite this fucking kid." <laughs> and I just started going fucking ham, like. <laughs> and then you hear you hear, <laughs> and then like he's like, "Oh my god, stop hurting that lady!" <laughs> <laughs> and I was just like, I'm giving her all I got! And then she was just like, Stop! <laughs> he runs downstairs? <laughs> uh. He ran downstairs and he was like, Mom! I'm just hurting his girlfriend upstairs! And then my mom, who is fucking bipolar, runs upstairs and starts beating on the door like, Austin, what's going on? What's happening? What are you doing to Stephanie? And I was like, Nothing! Leave me alone! <laughs> <laughs> And, and you're like, just like, oh, I put up my very large baggy sweatpants and I walk up to the door and I open it slowly. And Stephanie's just like curled up in, a, in, the, ball, in the blanket ball and she's just like trying to just stop existing. Like all the <laughs> fuck musk just rolls out of the room. And, and like, and all, yeah, all the muff woof just like comes out. <laughs> and, I, and I'm just like, all right, Ryan, what's going on, little dude? And he's just like, I, wanna, I wanted to play your Call of Duty. And I'm like, go downstairs now. And he, he like runs downstairs. And me and him were really cool until that moment. <laughs> and he never fucked with me after that. Like, like every time he came upstairs, he was like, hey, Austin. I'm like, Busy. He's like, all right. <laughs> he like reaches. He, all, all you can see here is like him running down the stairs. <laughs> oh, see. Oh, that was uh. All right, guys. I believe um, I believe we can call the call the podcast to an end right there. <laughs> that was a happy ending. <laughs> more ways than one. In more ways than one. I got what I needed. Tiny Ryan got his screaming, and I'm pretty sure a few girls you came know, with that entire situation. 
we all walked away with a story that enriched us all. Yeah, yeah exactly. The more you made, know. Us, made us bigger, made us bigger men for that reason. Now, if you'll excuse me, I'm going to sit down and contemplate my life choices and probably, you know, call my family, tell them that I don't know where my life is going anymore. See, <laughs> we never do. We. <laughs> It's okay. Well, welcome to the club. See, I, I always just feel the idea of just having, <laughs> just having these wild children running around in a house just sounds terrible, in my opinion. It, it seems like out of control pets as well, too. Like, yeah, they right. talk back, and it's like you know, you can pet a pet. Like this one's like it'll, it'll just latch on to you. Like, oh fuck, it's on my leg. Yeah, it's, one, it's one of those <laughs> ones. They, they get older. Like I'm cool with my nephews now, and I was even cool with them. But there was like this period where I, my brother and his girlfriend be working, and no one else be home, so I have to babysit them a lot. So. I even though I love the kids, there'll be these days where I'm just like, dude, just it'll be like one of those things like, okay, this show comes on at this time. He will sit there forever and watch that show. He can go play video games, whatever, you know. Yeah, yeah, you gotta find those little <laughs> oh things because it's like was like, hey, I'm not getting paid. These aren't my kids, like, you know what I mean? I'll make him dinner. Wow wow Wubsy's on, he's not gonna move for twenty-two minutes while that fucking show is on. He's gonna move for uh he might keep an eye, but he might be a little active. Nihao Kai Lan is on. But he doesn't give a fucking, shit about fu- don't don't talk bullshit on Nihao Kai Lan. That's I'm not that's, talking that's, bullshit. My just that's, that's, my nephew <laughs> preferred Dora. He liked Dora more than Nihao Kai Lan. Well, yeah. I I, I you know I prefer Nihao Kai Lan. I'll be honest. Yeah. I thought it was I thought it was more interesting. I had more yeah. to say. Yeah, well, there was, you know, I, I had, I had, I had a deep so interest. Yeah, we're, we're just, now this is like the Kitty Podcast channel now. This is, 10 years our, ago, Nick Jr. shows from 10 fucking years ago. Yeah, exactly. Dude, you know, Nick, Nick has come a long way. And, you know, like, I have a contract. Oh, by the way, I didn't tell you guys about this, but I actually have a contract with Channel Frederator now. Oh, oh there you awesome, go. Man. Yeah. I, I haven't I haven't worked on any shows with them yet, kind of just because I need to get start getting with an agency. I need to start, you know, publicizing myself properly. Because as of right now, I'm still a freelancer. So <laughs> only things I've really seen by them. I know they do more stuff. The only things I've seen is like the 107 like different countdown things of random oh. like random facts of different yeah. shows and like Venture Brothers, Rick and Morty, Cowboy. If it's anything, I went to the Frederator Studios here in Burbank, and I talked to the, I talked to the bigwigs, and you know they were pretty cool. They they took the time to like sit down with me and talk, and you know they they kind of gave me like a layout for like what I should do. They're like, listen, first of all, you know we don't really work with people that aren't at least with the union, and if you're not with the and if you're with a union, you should also have an agent, or if you don't have an agent, you have to have a manager. You gotta have a list of things before you start voice acting with us, but. You know, it's nice to see that you came in. You took the incentive to come to California, and you're going to be doing work out here. Because I, I've, I came out here primarily to do voiceover work for different companies. So hopefully, you know, I'm, I'm going to keep doing what I do. I just need to save a little bit more money, just a little bit more. Yeah, there's always that yeah. aspect there, and so on. But yeah, mon- money's always, money's always a big thing, especially like living on your own. Because this is my first time living by myself. Mm-hmm. So far away from home, too. Yeah, exactly. Because, you, you know, like living out in California, man, it's not, you know, it's not the easy life that, you know, I was expecting, especially considering like 
with the with me getting arrested and stuff like that, that thing was a lot of money. You know, could the court the court fees and stuff like that by itself that was, you know, that was a fat that was a fat dollar I spent. Well, it's it's always kind of funny too. It's like because by living in California your whole life, like me and Ryan, it's like technically like I look at every other state and it's like Jesus Christ, that is so cheap compared to California. Like ev- <laughs> everything yeah. else is like a step down, like Easyville. Like it's amazing. Like you know, even like yeah. Las Vegas, like. The price of like apartments, like <laughs> nice fucking apartments there, they're like one fourth the price of like California. It blows me away. And they got so much more bells oh, and yeah. whistles and so on. And it's not that far away. Oh, well, it's because, yeah, well, it's, it's also because like, you know what's weird? It's because I'm living in Burbank that I'm not seeing the price gouging. But because like people that live out in Burbank, it's it's a lot of like corporate people. So it's more people that work in the offices already, the people that are like running this shit. Cause like I run into people that work that that are like lead art designers inside of my building, and those people are pretty cool. You know, I, I'm not really, you know, I'm not really busting my ass right now to start like working with them. Cause you know, got to get a bigger face on myself. Mm-hmm. But you know, like you know, it, it's it's an interesting it's an interesting vibe in Burbank. And I I went to I went to Los Angeles like like downtown Los Angeles once. Uh, gotta say it's uh it's not very ideal. It's not somewhere where I want to go. Yeah, I'll be a hundred percent honest with you. Uh, I've I've been to Los Angeles probably about a good like five or six times, but all the times I've been to Los Angeles, not gonna lie, it was when I was younger, and we just went straight to Disneyland, mm-hmm. the hotel, and we left. So I can't really say a whole lot about Los Angeles, but aside from you know the theme park, I remember a lot of it being very congested and very kind of like you know hard to get. Oh on. yeah. Now, yeah, I can no, imagine. It's, I imagine it's, very, it's cooler. Yeah, it's as, a, as an adult, I imagine it's probably a lot cooler. But at the same time, it just—I'm already, you know, San Francisco's not that big, but it's like seven by seven. But they jam a lot in the seven by seven area. So I can imagine exactly. Like I have been able to walk from one end of San Francisco to the other. And, it takes no time. You know, still get back to yeah exactly and still get back to my apart and still get back to like my hotel room by like late day you know it's still like that that's the one thing that i've you know if i ever end up working with like ubisoft or if i ever end up working with like a really big video game company that's inside of there oh my god i'll start living in san francisco immediately because i love i loved san francisco especially you know when I, when I went there to visit, it was beautiful. Well, Sam, I'm wondering right now, and I'm not. I'm not oh, sorry, Spence. I'll make this quick. I'm not. I'm not uh, trying to leave Spencer out of this conversation, but I'm wondering what do you think is more PC right now, San Francisco or Los Angeles? That's what I'm really curious about. Was that was that directed towards me or towards Spencer? Yeah, as, as someone who lives in in Los, does Angeles, it feel very politically correct down there? Is like you want to you want to know something, and this is like, and you know this is something that uh, that I've kind of lived with most of my life. Like I myself am not a politically correct person, and that's something that you know I've learned to be. But living here, I haven't seen a lot of like people calling me like a cis white male or anything like that. But my humor is very dark and it's very cold, and you know. When, when you're when you're trying to make jokes and stuff like that, and you're trying to be funny, some people don't take those jokes. And I'm starting to see that a lot of people who at least, you know, the people that think they're important, but the people that are not very important, like that's something that I've seen. People that are way too politically correct are not actually good at what they do or not or are not very funny. 
Well, they got this. They got the string of like politically correct comedians yeah. now. It's just like, how yeah. the fuck does that work? Yeah, because they have a giant fucking stick up their ass, and you know you can't appreciate a good joke. Because you know I've I've made jokes at my job with other actors that you know we laugh our asses off about. Like one day I was talking to my friend, uh, and he comes over to me, and he was just like, "Hey, Austin, how you doing?" I'm like, "Pretty good." He's like, "Yeah, that's what your mom said last night." I'm like, "Oh, you went to her graveside last night. Thank you." <laughs> he fucking and he went like wait what and i was just like yeah she's fucking dead what are you gonna do about it how do you feel what do you feel inside and he's just like uh uh and i'm like oh, i'm just janking your fucking chain and he's like, we just both started fucking laughing and you know anybody will act offended like that's the that's the fucking problem like i haven't i haven't ran into enough people that act offended but i feel like if i pulled that joke or if i started doing a dark comedy like that only a few amount of people would really get that same thing here i feel like um yeah living here it's one of those things there are certain things that yeah well i'm not the guy kind of guy who walks in a room and immediately tries to offend people but it's one of those things where it's just like I don't know. My favorite stand comedian, one of them is Bill Burr. So, oh, God, and Bill yeah. Burr is like the so, exact opposite of politically correct because his jokes, but yeah, his jokes will get you practically thrown in jail in certain places. Po- yeah, he has exactly. such a left standing on politics. Same thing yeah. with you know. So it's so funny because yeah. like, he, like him, guys like him, Daniel Tosh, Joe Rogan, most things they're very, oh, yeah. they're, they're very left leaning people, but they just, you know, they're just like. I can't say what? Fuck that. That's fucking stupid. Well, that's how I just believe. You know, yeah, I, just, I believe you should be able to say whatever the fuck you want to say, whether it's good, bad, or ugly. Yeah, like, exactly. that's not my fucking choice. Like, I just don't like the idea that people are trying to, like, influence people. Control. Yeah, control. Or businesses and stuff like that, too. Like, they can control yeah. and allow. And it's just like... And it's really... Exactly. Like, that's the thing. Is like, And that's why I always kind of wonder. I'm like, because I always thought about, like, yeah, if you move down to Los Angeles, I wonder if in that area... Because you always hear about it so often. And it's just like, wherever, like, politically charged or politically correct people get come from a lot of times, it seems like Los Angeles, San Francisco, New York, and so on. And it's like, would that get frustrating after a while, being surrounded by too many of them? And I granted, mean, here's the thing. Probably 70% of the people are going to be great people. Uh-huh. It's, it's just those handful of people that are total assholes are going to stand out. And that's why I just kind of wonder, is, is there going to be that many of them that you'll run into as time goes on? And I can I, say I, from living... Oh, go ahead, dude. Maybe. Oh, go ahead, say, go ahead, say what you are going to say. Oh, I was just going to say, like, you know, living living in Burbank, you know, I haven't really ran into enough people that, you know, are are, pit, are politically correct. But I got to say, you know, coming from Miami, like, Miami, nobody gives a fuck in Miami. Like, you know, you make a dirty joke or two and everybody laughs. Mm-hmm. Like... I took care of tables where I'd walk over and I'd be like, huh, big man better stop hitting the sauce. And he'd be like, ah, fuck you. And I'd be like, ah, fuck you too. And he'd be like, ah, this guy's cool. And I'd be like, you know, like people appreciate, you know, sometimes I, I'm not going to do that here because, you know, I don't know the town yet. I don't know the vibe. Uh-huh. I'll get it. Yeah. I'll get it. I'll get it just for it at some point. But as, as you guys know, I'm a newbie out here. Don't worry. I'll get my bones. Yeah. Well, it's one of those things like going to what, both of you said like out here i I hardly i mean it's those things it's not like you know everyone out here is super politically correct but you do kind of notice that you do kind of like i noticed it a little bit more since i moved out here in some aspects but not to the level of kind of like you know not to the level of just being like oh oh what's your pronoun you know i kind of notice it if i go to like you know i I have some friends who are into some art shit and everyone's like an art show yeah. maybe i bump into that kind of that kind of thing there but yeah 
beyond which is expected. But have any of you, have either of you guys seen um, best example of this? Have any of you guys seen uh, any a bit of Sasha Baron Cohen's new show, uh, Who Is America? No, I what channel no, even, or was it even come on? It's on Showtime. Oh, okay, well I definitely don't have Showtime. Doing, I've just watched random clips on YouTube, and it's basically him just doing the Ollie G show, but with new characters. He has this one to kind of, and he kind of trolls people on all aspects. To troll, you know, people like um, some hardcore, like right wing or alt right guys. He'll like impersonate like an ex Israeli, like military guy. And just do it. I won't go into it all day. I can go on forever. It's hilarious. But and then there's to to troll like maybe some more like a pe- people on either side of this one. He has kind of like an N- like an NPR kind of stereotypical guy. Oh, I like, see. Yeah. Very yeah. very SJW. Very like my name is Ira is is Ephraim Walters. I'm a self hating white man. After <laughs> Hillary, like he like you know he's, he's just like yeah. I'm, exactly. I'm, I'm on this new show called <clears throat> now. I'm calling this new show called <laughs> Healing the Divide. It's made to bring us all together as a country. After Trump swindled it from Hillary, after I laid in bed crying for two days straight, <laughs> it was time to move on. You know, like just the time to move on. <laughs> Yeah. Well, well, like, you know, when like, and, that, and that's, you know, that's, that's like one thing living, dude, living in America today is like, the, it's the weirdest fucking thing. Cause the, the, I, I, I have a lot of my, I have a lot of friends, like a lot of fucking friends and some of them are Trump supporters, but they're generally like good people, but they just didn't like Hillary. And I'm like, but that doesn't mean you gotta love the guy. Yeah, I think I don't understand. Like at this point in time, I think people just pick their guy and they stick with their guy. And I'm not trying yep. to make it all about a political they conversation, just, but yep. it, I think that what happens is they they made they said, "Oh, I like this guy." And now they got to stand by it because my thing is like, if you don't like either one of them, okay. But it's like just look at the stupid shit he said and done. It's just like you clearly see that. I, I see people come up with so many excuses for him by this point. I don't see how people still support him, but they do. Yeah, yeah, they exactly. can find enough like, reason for it. I guess. Yeah, exactly. You look at you look at enough, like it, it, it's. I'm not it's, saying I liked Hillary. Yeah. Hillary was. Yeah, exactly. It's just it's just a frustrating situation, and you know, like that's that's like the one thing that I've learned never to bring up with people is just like. I, I, I don't give enough of a shit because I'm as I saw as I said before I'm a Zen guy I don't worry myself with all that because as of right now I just gotta let this shit sort itself out because whether I dig my hand into the cookie jar or not it's the cookies are gonna get taken out and shit's gonna get fucked up. Yeah, you know, and that's how I was gonna look at it. Like whenever people you know they watch like two hours of news a day, oh I gotta stay informed, gotta stay informed, Jesus. and it's just like yeah. here's the thing: if you're gonna go out and do something about it, cool, be the news guy. But if you're just gonna watch that stuff and it's just gonna make you frustrated and you're just gonna sit on the couch and complain, yeah. like why do you do that to yourself? You know what I mean? At the end of the day, like just just yeah. enjoy shit. Go watch movies. Go play video games. You know, listen to music. Yeah. Do fun stuff. Like. Who cares? Because you know the world's still gonna—it's still gonna run without you watching the news. You're yeah. not—you're not contributing anything to it by watching it. And a lot of times, yeah, exactly. And that's you know, especially this day and age. Like if you're watching things off regular TV, I always kind of hate to say it, but it's like you almost can't trust normal TV. Just it, yeah, exactly. If there's advertisers involved, you really can't trust it. Like how do you know like what they're saying yeah. is right? 
you know, because they have to point to a demographic. They have to kind of conform to the idea of the people that's following them. They can't really deviate and they can't buy become biased. They can't be like that because they don't get paid for being biased. They get paid for giving information that their viewers want to hear. Yeah, exactly. You yeah. can't you just can't just speak the truth or just speak like what's going on. You have to have like yeah. sort of like a mission of what you're doing and then like a pathway chosen yep. already. Well, yeah, I exactly. Used, I used to watch Young Turks a lot, and then the thing about them, though, because I was like, oh, they're very left-leaning. They seem to have left-leaning politics, but they even really bash Obama and other aspects, so I guess they're kind of neutral if it comes to that. And there's still some left-wing shit they really jump on, but at the same time, though, yeah. I kind of did start to see a bias, and they started to start to swing a little bit into that ridiculous sjw oh you can't wow. say you can't say that sam harris you can't say that you know that kind of thing yeah so, exactly it's like you're not um, allowed to say that it's like i can say whatever the fuck i want because it's america god damn it and it's, one of, the, it, and it's yeah, one of those it's things like, like i i could still agree with them on some at, on some things but once they started to go that direction i'm like okay you guys found an audience you don't want to lose that audience so now you're trying to cater more to that audience and kind of skew things a particular way it's like i'm a fairly left-leaning person but it's one of those things that when i see there's a bias it kind of makes me not take it as seriously and it's kind of yeah exactly the, the fun thing too is like it's the farther it's kind of gone is that liberal people have become like this not all of them once again it's always like 70 percent of people are always great it's just it's those 30 or 25 percent that just stand out that just make it bad for everybody but maybe yep. even less than that lots of times. Maybe it's only 10%. But um, it's funny how, like, the liberal parties really become very, very, like, they always have been kind of, like, you know, anti-Nazi, kind of like Nazi, but they really have become closer and closer to controlling people, telling them what they can and can't do, what they can and can't say. And oddly enough, it's not, not like, you know, all the Republicans or, like, all the conservatives, but that party on that side, you know, not the extremists, seems more open now. It's funny. And maybe it's that rotational thing, you know what I mean? Because, like, in the 1800s, you know... The Republican and Democrat Party was completely different. They're almost like polar opposites. Is it going to slowly start yeah. to rotate around, like orbit around, as you know, in like forty years from now, are we going to see it? Well, it kind of, it kind of has to, dude. Like that's here. Here's the problem. Here's here's why politics are as interesting as they are, and why they can fluctuate the way that they mm. do. Because uh, depending on how the world is running, depending on how governments are running, uh, certain political parties will rise and fall in popularity depending on uh, who is the most popular demographic at the time. For example, you know, Democrats became really big throughout like the 70s, through the 80s, the 90s, the 2000s. And then as they were at their peak with like Obama, the Republicans started getting like a little bit of leverage just with like all the shit that the government can do. <laughs> like you can manipulate a lot of things to happen to a lot of people so that you can get your message. Out. Mm -hmm. It's just so weird to me kind of going off what yeah. Spencer just said a second ago. It's just so weird to me that almost, I guess you want to call, I guess punk rock to some extent would lean more left, but it seems so weird the yeah. closest thing we really have to a punk rock movement at the moment is like the alt right, which fucking well, sucks. Not, well, it's not really the alt right. Like, it's like the the people that are more punk rock. It sounds kind of weird. It's like the libertarians, the people that like want, they I, want like. I guess yeah. I mean I guess I mean the people that think like you know like this is edgy, this is different, this is gonna shock people. Fuck yeah, you. exactly. I'm doing this because it's gonna piss somebody oh, off. Oh yeah, well there's, like, there's, there's that like, attitude, that, like that, what the shock value kind of thing. 
Yeah, exactly. And, and you know, shock value is good at, like, its core. But when you start doing it and it starts offending, like, everybody, that's when I think people should stop doing it. Yeah, well, it's like shock <laughs> value always needs to be kind of savored. You know what I mean? Like, you, you save it yeah. for a special moment like that, just like that. It's supposed to be like a fine wine. You save it for an occasion when you could just bust yeah. it out and everybody. And you'd be like, oh, my God, that was so extreme. <laughs> that just topped the whole event off, you know. But not like if you're using shock yeah. value as, like, your, you know, every other line, then it's like, well. Then, then you just get used to it. It's no, yeah, there's... like when D's nuts ran for the United States president. You know, listen, I appreciate it. Yeah, I, I, I like. I, I give got... that guy credit for just being yeah. able to try to get that on the ballot right there. Like, Sh- shit, give him fifteen more years, maybe he can go again. Yeah, exactly. For Sixteen you know, more years, exactly. But you know, when you start making the Pokemon go to the polls, shit, you know, you're you're just trying to be a meme. Then that's uh, that's not very smart. Did anybody by chance see Black Klansman? I haven't. Oh wait! Whoa, whoa, whoa! I've heard of it, but I have not seen it. Have you seen Spence? No. They, they, they. Movie Pass has been so jacked up in like the last couple of weeks that like. I heard. I heard about. Oh, that. it's such a bummer, and it's like this is yeah, my kind of thing. We didn't have. Yeah, we didn't have that in Florida. So when I heard about Movie Pass, you know, it was very interesting. But they, I think they realized that giving people free movies. Especially at the rate that they're coming out, that that you could lose a lot of money on that because each movie being ten dollars a piece, if you're only paying ten dollars a month, you're getting free movies. Well, yeah. I mean, here's the thing about Movie Pass is like when they dropped it down to like ten bucks. Like I I was with Movie Pass in the early days and it was thirty five dollars a month. That's how much it was, and that was still a hell of a deal because if you went to the I went to the movie theaters like five times a month at least. So. I easily paid Same for it. $20. Yeah, so you know, you saw three movies, you paid for it, and then the rest of it, you know, was like your bonus movies. So when they dropped it down to ten, they switched my plan because I had an initial one. They gave it to me for a year for eight dollars a month, and then it's like one of those ones. Like now, it's like they're doing the thing. It's like since they dropped it down to ten, almost kind of like idiots. They can't now. They can't sustain it, but they're too afraid to raise yeah. it. And it's like I'll flip through. It's like in all of Central California, I'm like, oh, there's two movies I can see. Oh. Big fucking yeah. whoop. Well, it's kind of. I think it's. I think it's kind of like they twisted their own arm financially because you know when they had the thirty dollars a month thing, it really helped. You know, it gave people a good chance to go and get extra bonus movies if they were a really fun cinephile. Yeah. But once, once you know, you took that that niche away and you made it for everyone. Now everybody. And their mother is going to go and see a movie for free. Yeah, pretty much. And, and it, it just yeah. sort of explained. And it's like I told me I kept sending messages to fucking movie pass so much so that they stopped like letting people send messages. I'm like, dude, just raise the fucking price or put a premium feature on there. I don't care. Make it yeah. I, make it thirty five bucks again. I'll pay thirty five bucks again just to go to the movie theater. That's fine. That's, that's still a hell of a deal. Yeah. You know, but it's like, but I think it, I think, I think that they might have invested a little too much money and now they're under and now they're stuck. Well, I, I think the weird I thing is they wanted the to compete guy. with like Netflix. I think that was the whole reason for going for that nine ninety nine, yeah. which was a stupid choice that sh- it should have never went that low. It should have stayed at like fourteen ninety nine or t- even nineteen ninety nine would have been a fine price if you wanted to lower it. Yeah, twenty bucks is a good price, you know, especially for like the yeah. I want I want to say the guy who led one of the main guys who was leading Movie Pass had like a big long history of shady deals and like just things crashing, you know, like really 
Big rise, quick fall kind of situation. Well, this is what I feel. I feel there's another company's probably going to jump in real quickly and just like swoop in for like, be like, well, you know, Movie Pass for $9.99 only gets you like barely any movies. For $19.99, though, you get them all. And somebody's going to jump in. Yeah, and exactly. Just, and, and just conquer Movie Pass just right off the bat. And I, have, I feel kind of bummed because I've supported Movie Pass for like four years. I've had it like longer than like most people. So. Well, I think that's what they're. I think that's what they're waiting for because once that happens, then they can like slowly increase the price so that they can start getting their getting their bearings back. Yeah, like right now, it's it's almost kind of like I mean, like here's the thing: for ten bucks a month, it's still kind of worth having because once again, all you gotta do is you see one movie and it's more expensive than the movie pass. So it's yeah, exactly. it's still you know it still can work its way out, but it's kind of like well, this is kind of a bummer. I can't go see movies on Thursday nights anymore. Like, thanks. All right, well, it's like, all right, well, it's the only day I'm off. Well, it's like, I just, I'm always one of those kind of people, like, if I don't see a movie, like, day one when it comes out, the chances of me seeing it drop, like, significantly. Like, unless it's a movie I really want to see. Like, it's it's amazing. Like, even just the next day, like, the chance of me going, like, to see it, be like, eh, I'll get around to it. Yeah, because then you see, like, there's a lot of reviews after the movie comes out, like, you know, I follow a lot of YouTubers that review movies, like uh, like Critical. He's he's a really funny movie critic. He does like the Moist Meter. Um, uh, who else? I I I remember I follow a few of them, and they Bill like Thurston? review. Yeah, yeah, him as well. You know, like there's YouTubers that review the movies, and I'm like, I have a general interest because I like to know what's happening. Because me right now, like I'm in a financial situation where I can't really go and like live out my luxuries. The most luxurious thing I do is go and buy boba tea. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not like I go downstairs of my outback and I buy myself in like a nice large boba tea with some of the mango popping bobas. And you know, that's, that's pretty nice. Nice little treat to myself. Well, that's what I always say. Like the only thing I ever do outside of like working on comics and podcasts and video editing and all that kind of fun stuff is go to the movies. I really don't, I don't do my life's Exactly. It's, when you're an artist, your life's not that exciting pretty much. <laughs> that's yeah. kind of at the end and of the you day. Know, it's, it's weird. And it's weird because, like, I've told so many people, like, oh, I'm a voice actor, I'm a, I'm a audio engineer, I'm a video engineer, I, uh, I, I, I'm a script writer. I do all these things, but at the end of the day, no matter how much I create or no matter how much I do, unless I'm starting to make a lot of money with it, I'm not going to feel too complete. Well, yeah, and the same thing, too. It's like, and no matter all yeah. those things, they all involve sitting in front of a computer all day long. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. And once the project is out, you know, I go back almost like every every few days and I look at my YouTube video. Like, like I recently released my um, my voiceover demo, which, by the way, listen, you know, I, I had I had a really nice time. I'll, uh, I'll actually I will leave the link in our little chat over here. Well, I, I think I saw what was there. it in uh, Newgrounds you had to upload there. Yeah, yeah, I had it. I had it uploaded over a few different. Oh, yeah, you did. You co- you guys commented on that. Under that it. That's that where really I saw cool. it. I, I ran across it in Newgrounds. I remember. Yeah. And you know, like it, it's it it's nothing too crazy. It's a little long, but you know, it was it was more like an entertainment value type of voiceover demo. Um, it's it's like some of the roles that I really have like a deep appreciation for doing. That I was just like, you know what, I'm gonna show it off, and it's gonna be a lot of fun. But like. Since after that, I'm going to start – I'm also going to start working on, like, some other voiceover work with other people. But I'm just waiting for people to, like, just start sending me messages. <laughs> awesome. Uh, awesome. Regarding uh, projects you've been working on, your podcast that you got going on, Cooking and Friends, is that going to be – is that what, Cooking with Friends? Is that what you're going to call it? Oh, no. It's going to be Cook, uh, C-O-O-K. 
comma n comma pals cooking cookin pals cooking pals. yeah and Just, and uh i i have i believe i don't know if i have it on my computer but i believe i have the i believe i have the initial logos that a friend of mine yeah here we are um uh, my friend actually had a uh um my friend actually g gave me uh give me one second uh i don't know how to do this oh well, um, we well, is the is the podcast going to generally just be set topics or free flow conversation or what's... Uh, it's oh it's mainly going to be like a free flow conversation thing. Usually, I'm going to set up I'm going to probably just set up some topics um, that I think might be you know generally interesting to talk about. You know, like stuff that's happening in like today's. Uh, oh my god, I did not. Oh, oopsies, oopsies. Um, but yeah, you know, it's something that like. I think it's going to be very free flow. Sorry, I was looking at my computer screen for a second, got preoccupied. It happens. But um it's it's yeah, it's going to be very free flow and it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh mainly the people that I'm planning on bringing on are people that have been on uh that I, that that have generally I've worked with before. A uh, good example is like Gumbino. I want to bring him on. Uh I want to bring on my my animation friend Narromation, uh Kiara, she's very cool. I want to I want to actually bring on some of the people from Arcade Cloud. I want to bring you guys on. Um, I, yeah, exactly. You know, it's it's generally something that people are they're they're really going to be excited for. It just we need to be I I need to be patient because I have other things that are going on right now that I physically I I in sense in the sense of like time I just can't I just can't afford. Well, that, that's the thing about podcasting. Sometimes people forget is that. Um, hmm. Yeah, it's a cool looking logo, right? Cool logo. I don't know what it is. Like when it, when I saw yeah. it when it first popped up, I always think it says cock and pals. <laughs> cock and pals. But you know, like it's that's it's, the porn parody. Yeah, yeah. But you know, it's it's it, cock and pals is gonna be like my my hentai my hentai spin off. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But it's weird. That's one of those weird things about podcasting though is like it doesn't sound like it's a whole lot of work. You're like, ah, oh, we get together, we got a topic, we talk all about it. You know, I mean, come on, how much work is that? But at the end of the day, this is how yeah. it is. I mean, like. So okay, say you podcast yeah. and you podcast for and you know anywhere from an hour to three hours or so, plus like pre and post kind of talking. Yeah, you get set up. You know what I mean. Then you got to put the thing down and edit it. It's not like you're hardcore editing it, but you're still doing a little bit of work there. And you got to render it out, and then you got to upload it and do the description. I know if you tell this to anybody that works in a fucking steel mill, they're like, "Fuck you." But but yeah. beyond that, though, it's still like. For something that doesn't seem like it's a whole lot of work, next thing you know, you're, you just spent five to six hours at an episode, and when you're doing, like, hundreds upon hundreds of episodes, that time adds up. And that's kind of the only thing about exactly. podcasting. And the other weird thing about it, too, is, like, I, I know you guys have kind of felt this before, but it's like, you ever get that thing? It's like, you do a podcast, and it gives you that exact same feeling of, like, finishing a big project or something else. Like, it gives you the same feeling of, like, oh, I, exactly. I drew a page, yeah. or, oh, I recorded a voiceover today, or, oh, I wrote a script, or something like that. I don't know. It's so yeah. weird. A podcast gives you that exact same thing, or making a movie, or, you know, building something. But all you did was sit around and talk with friends, or, yeah. like, interview people, or have a good time. And it's, it's, it's kind of weird how that is, but it's also a good time all at the same well, time. Well, you know, it's 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 interesting because like 
it, it, this is one of the things that I love deeply, like podcasting and talking to people because, you know, I'm a voice actor. I want to, you know, talk. This is just the one thing that, you know, if I can, if I can one day ever make money doing something, it'd be podcasting because, you know, it's, it's such a great time. It's, it's fun just being able to sit down, talk with a bunch of people for a while. And, you know, people get a value, people get value out of it. People will sit down and listen to it, you know, but probably before they go to bed while they're working, you know, like people are listening to this at some point yeah. at some time in the day and they're enjoying, you it. know, yeah, but mm-hmm. I feel like podcasting really comes in so much handy for working and driving. Like those two things to me, I feel like, yeah, you know, I mean, not saying people don't listen to podcasts when they do other stuff, but I feel like there's so many people. It's just like, man, I can throw on podcasts. I got an eight hour shift. Guess what? I'm going to listen to three or four episodes. Yep. Really kill some time. It's all free. It's not, you know, like audiobooks are great and all, but audiobooks yeah. are expensive. You know what I mean? At the end of the day, I don't. Exactly. Unless you unless you can get those like halfway discounts from Audible or something like that, audiobooks are expensive. But podcasting is free, and you know you can jump right in and sell on like that. Yeah, my kind yeah, of yeah. Because I I've I've watched uh, I've watched Sleepy Cast. I've watched every single episode of them before I go to bed. And like like since I've in the past like two years, I've I've I think I've listened to certain episodes like consecutively just because like the jokes are so funny and it's just fun to listen mm-hmm. to. Those guys are so fucking rowdy and twisted. Yep, and I fucking love it. <laughs> it's, it's like a good uh, show, though. It's a fun, yeah, it's a really funny show. Yeah, and you know, like I want to be able to do that with you guys one day. You know, if we could ever just like sit down in like the same room, and we're getting well, closer yeah, we, to it. Yeah, it's though. actually like, not you know, that far off. Hell, we could now. all we could all meet in Fresno, and we'd be about perfect. <laughs> Yeah, and that, you know that's something that I de- I generally be interested in, um, and it just takes a little bit more time. I need to get my license under. Yeah, yeah, that, that, that would that's kind of the only thing holding you back at I the just, moment. Yeah, that would be. Yeah, you just put nice. thought in my head, like we meet up in Fresno. I just imagine us just going to some dingy, like dying Fresno. Like, don't get many of your tops around here. <laughs> well, we don't get many of the podcasty people around these. Well, remember that part of Fresno we went Fresno. to if, when we saw Wednesday Thirteen? That was pretty nice. Oh wait, you know what? I'm thinking, I'm thinking somewhere else in Fresno. That part of Fresno, okay. Now I was, you said Fresno, and for some reason, Lodi popped in my head. I don't well, know. Lodi, Lodi's oh, super nice wow. too. Oh shit! Yeah, dude. I well, I, I spent a whole lot of time in Lodi, and I actually, it's a town that nobody ever brings up or mentions, but like. It had badass comic book stores, tons of great restaurants. Oh, that's right. You love that's you right. Know, it had that's a cool right. retro video game store there. It had just about everything you need. It wasn't too big, wasn't too overcrowded. Yeah, I was actually like, I was pretty impressed with that town. You know, I'm not saying it's the greatest place in the entire world. I'm not saying it's a place you want to like, you know, live the rest of your life at. But as far as a valley town, it wasn't too bad. It had everything you needed. Yeah, it had a comic book store, yeah, retro exactly. video game retro store, video game store, and some food. And in a Thai, in a Thai oh, place. Oh, oh, best Thai restaurant I've ever found is in that Lodi. But um, but yeah, like meeting up in person wouldn't be that out of the question. And there is something to be said about doing podcast in person. It makes the biggest difference. Awesome. And I just heard fucking money go off. That means I just sold something. <laughs> fucking right. Oh no. Well, you know, I've I've done How that much before. Closer? Huh, you know that that's that's weird cuz like you know before I've actually had um uh I I sell Yu-Gi-Oh cards on like on like my eBay uh-huh. and sometimes I'll get like I'll get like a like if I'm in the middle of work I'll hear like ching and I'm like <gasps> fucking just lights I, me up. I, I, love I love that it. sound and I love waking up the money. It's just like that's not like the most like rip- <laughs> That's yeah, not like the most like fucking Wall Street like <laughs> answer you could give. I love waking up the money. Just like I'm like Michael Douglas, you know what I mean? Come on. 
Oh, really? <laughs> Let me tell you why greed is. Well, I woke up, to, I woke up today to $100 in sales, power. so I can't complain. <laughs> That's always a nice sound. Yeah. Let me tell you why money is power. <laughs> money, you can accomplish great things, kids. But. Snarf, snarf. Snarf, 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 Lionel. Lionel? Just fucking read like an economics book. <laughs> like, oh my God. Why learn how to invest my stocks, Lionel? Wow. Ah, oh, snarf, snarf. Uh, only 3% income. What am I doing? <laughs> Here's my investments portfolio. Wow. I think I think this is gonna be the this is gonna be the funniest this is the funniest after party of a podcast I've ever heard. Oh, it so is at that point right now. But um, speaking of yeah. like freelance after, work, after, after or exactly like after my little screaming session, the last one this is gonna be a nice little after party. Yeah. Well, speaking of freelancing, have you been doing anything like on you know um, Upwork or Fiverr or anything that you can kind of make a couple little bucks off the internet from doing freelance voice acting? You know. You know, I, I stopped working on Fiverr a little while ago just because, like, all the voice acting that I've done through there, the people all, like, I have, like, rates that I go for, especially as, like, you know, the the type of quality that I kind of aim for, especially with, like, my voiceover work, um, I usually charge people, like, a good amount so that I can pay enough so I can pay my bills, mm -hmm. um, and when, when people start asking me to, like, go down, they're like, hey, so I'm going to give you, like, a full page. I'll give you $20. And I'm like, no. And, you know, like, it, it's, yeah, $20. And, like, sometimes they'll give me, like, a lead character. And, you know, that's something that I'm like, well, is there any chance that we could put, like, a contract together where, like, if this project does make money, I can make money afterwards? And they're like, well, well. listen, I'm not really, I, yeah, it's like, I'm not really in the means to make a contract. I'm like, but I'm a notary. I'm like, I can notarize it for us. I can write it out. And he's just like, well, listen, I don't want to be in a contract. I just want to give you your money and that's it. And I'm like, well, if you're going to make me do an entire page and how many lines is that? He's like around 50, 60. And I'm like, that's 50, 60. That's almost like, yeah, it's about an hour of my time because I do around three, four takes a piece. Uh -huh. And he's like, but you only have to do one take a piece. I'm like, bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm not going to turn my quality down because you want to save money. I'm going to keep my quality up and you're going to pay the right amount of money for the right amount of work. People fucking and, suck. They, oh, go ahead. Yeah. Wait. People and people. Yeah, people will cut me off. Well, they won't cut me off, but they'll they'll try to swindle me. They'll try to deal me out. And I'm like, I'm a I'm a Jew. I'm the best haggler you'll have in the business. Well, and the what <laughs> I had some motherfucker. Oh, as I said, the one thing, what kind of makes it kind of this is always the downfall. Now, voice acting is a little bit different, but it's due to like the fact yeah. that like a lot of people don't want to pay American wages to you know. In a sense, it's like one's yeah. ones like I can't take a Puerto Rican or a Philippine or you know an Indian wage. I'm sorry, that's not going to pay any of the bills in America. You know yeah. what I mean? It's like, oh yeah, if I give you twenty dollars, you'll be able to buy a whole dinner for yourself. But if you give me twenty dollars, I can get some milk and some crackers down at the mini mart. Yeah, exactly. It's like, <laughs> come on, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, there's some people that you can give them two hundred bucks and that'll last them an entire month. But in like the U.S., two hundred bucks is going to barely last you like three days yeah exactly yeah. but you know i've been on like i've been on cast and call club i've been on um i've been on voices one two three i've been on websites where you know i can do voice acting like comfortably and uh the paid projects actually turn out really well especially considering uh everybody has to submit an audition and it's very like new grounds ish where you can like post it and other people will see it and it'll be like it, it'll be interesting because people can like critique each mm -hmm. other 
because speaking of like paid jobs, a little bit ago, some motherfucker tried to. I I know this is kind of low bomb, but like, you know, I'll start off small and work my way up once I get more on my portfolio. I was offered someone offered if I can do like a fully colored picture for them for like thirty five bucks. I'm like, all right, whatever. I I'm like, I'll, I it's a n- number I pitched thirty five. I'm like, I don't know if it's worth that. Like, can can we go twenty? I'm like, oh, go fuck yourself, <laughs> dude. We're done. Here. Yeah. It's like. I don't know if it's really wow. worth thirty five. Like, real, it's not worth thirty five, really. You want, oh, but you still want it. All right, go fuck yourself, pal. Yeah, and you know, like, it's also people that that For a like, fully colored picture, yeah. fully exactly. colored picture. Like people, oh, people aren't willing to pay the full price because they don't. I don't think people know what. Um, I don't think people know what good quality is, especially when it comes to you know, what they're asking for. Because some people will ask for, hey, I need you to do this, or I need you to do this a specific way, and we do it, and we're like, okay, well, it's going to be this much. And they're like, but you were so specific, and you were perfect. And it's like, yeah, there's a price for perfection, good sir. Yeah. Well, that's, yeah. I always like to ask people, yeah. too, it's like, well, what do you do? You know what I mean? Like, oh, well, you know, I'm, I'm a nurse, or I'm a, you know, a plumber, or something like that. It's like, okay, cool. Can we, yeah. like... Could you come by my house and do plumbing for 20 bucks? No. Yeah, that's what I fucking thought. You know what I mean? Like, oh. it's like, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I just, I don't know what it is. People, people just love to kind of like, I think because it's like when it's art, there's, it's like associated more with fun and people's minds like, well, you yeah. like doing it. It's what you're into. It's like, here's the thing. I like doing it, but it ain't fucking yeah. fun. You know what I mean? Art is not exactly. fun. It's and like, I, you know, at the end yeah. of the day, it's like, we can have a good time with it, but it's still work. You know, and I think that's yeah. the thing that's it's like you're not the guy that got me into it. You're not the guy that I want to work with. You're just a person that came by, asked me to help them. It's like a trade. If you go to the belt, if you go to the blacksmith down the street and you ask him to make a sword, he loves making swords, but he's making a sh- he's making a sword and it's not his design and it's not his thing. It's not fun. It's just work. Yeah. But it's in in a way it's fun, but it's not the same type of fun. Where if someone came up and be like, "Hey, can you design and make a sword for me?" and go ham with it, have fun, do what you need to do. But at the end of it, I hope you enjoy yourself, and I'll give you three hundred dollars for it. And they're like, "What? Yeah, I'll fucking I'll make you the dankest sword you ever done seen." Well, see, that's when it, whenever I've ever like hired anybody just for certain things or something like that, I always do that. I just kind of go, "Hey, this is what I want, but I want you to do it in whatever style you want to do." Like, I mean, yeah. Like, I give them like pretty much like here's the character, go for it, do do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I I don't want to give you, I don't want to limit you at all or anything like that. Especially especially when things aren't that like pricey. I mean like I guess if you know someone's paying a lot of money, then they I feel they can kind of nickel and dime it. But if they're not paying a whole lot of money, it's like no, you let them do, you let them make their fucking decision. You know what I mean? It's always a tough one. Yeah, exactly. Well, you know, it's like it's it's the business, man. It's the business of. It's the business of of just voiceover work in general. It's just we need to – well, like how long have you been doing it, Spencer? Uh, for as long as I guess we've been doing animation, so like six or seven years, you know. And I haven't God done damn. it in a – I haven't I, done it in a while. I think the last ones I did was at the beginning of this year, and then I was just – Oh, and shit. I started working on the comic books, you know, and that kind of took up once again, comes back to that. You can only get so many things done in the day. And when I was working on the comic book, I haven't done stuff, but I've been thinking about doing some new projects and kind of eh, going out, looking, seeing what kind of cool jobs I can find. Because whenever I find stuff like the one that I just always love about voice acting is when you get once you get paid for voice acting, and you get those good jobs. I just love it. It's like you get paid so you get the paid like the exact same amount of money that you would get to edit a video or put some audio together. Something yeah. like that. 
But you're just exactly. doing voice acting. It's just it's so amazing because it's like, man, that video editing is going to take me so long to do, and I could get paid that same price in like half the time, and you know, just do the voice acting and so on. But for do five, for doing five takes of six lines. Yeah, exactly. It. Instead <laughs> of doing like you know a exactly. 25 minute video that needs full editing and needs you know rendering, it's going to take three hours and so on. Exactly. But, so you know, it's 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 a business in itself, and we need to. You know, I love it for what it is, but you know, listen, I'm, if you guys ever want me to come on the the podcast again, you know, I, I love being on here with you guys. It's definitely, I want to, I want to come on for that 400th anniversary. That should be fucking lit. I know we, we've kind of sort of promised paint it black podcast already that they could come on for the 400th one. Oh, our very first guest, but we can probably get you on even before or after that. But yeah, we, we we always dig having you come on because it's always a fun time. We always can crack jokes. We like the same humor, the same movies and games and stuff oh Thanks. not to not to speak anything um not to jump ahead before anything set in stone but talking about pro- possible projects there's something i've been working on i won't say too much about it i'm gonna say for lack of a better Ooh. word it's a, it's a pod it's a radio drama in the form of a podcast so Ooh. and i'll let you know about that when that's getting closer yeah that'd be a fun one for voiceover stuff I'm, I, yeah, that would be interesting. You know, I'd be willing to jump on that too. Me and Spencer, you know, we'll go on and kill it. <laughs> oh, I know. Well, I already, I, I mean, I don't even have to. Yeah, I, I just I show you. up. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> so... I, well, I want to help. <laughs> I want to be the little brother today. I want to help. Because, you know, there is, there is a little brother character, so that might pan out. I want to do it. Yeah, I, I've kind of. So, yeah. I want to be a little. I've brother. kind of thought about doing too. Another fun project is just kind of you know like those old Adam Sandler CDs where he just has a bunch of skits and so oh, on. Oh yeah, I'm like that yeah, would be I'm real fun to just Adam write Sandler. a bunch of three minute skits. And once again, this always comes across as like you know it won't take us any time. It'll be super easy to do, and you know it's going to be more work than you think. But still, at the same time, it, it's going to be easier than doing animation, and it's going to be quicker than doing animation for sure. Same with a video, and I think that that would be kind of a cool way to kind of jump back into. Because that's the main thing I miss from doing animations is the voice acting part. I realized at the end of the day, like, just, I don't mind. I like animation's fun, but voice acting's really like that. That and writing is the two best parts of animation, in my opinion. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, writing is a lot of fun, especially considering, like, I make a lot of scripts as well. Because, like, you know, you build something and you and it becomes a project and, you know, like, you're like, oh, shit, it's coming together, guys. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, you just get that feeling. Yeah. Exactly. It's like a war it's a warm fuzzy feeling you get when you finally made that child that didn't turn out to be a downer. <laughs> 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 oh, we got oh, another. Just roll him into the corner. Ah, uh, yeah. It's like, oh, don't worry. We'll get well, it. There's something there's couple. something that's gonna like come back up in like ten years and fucking make me lose a job for a, for, for something that was looking so promising. <laughs> Yeah, when they when we run for president and like next thing you know they're gonna take our podcast and like cut them together and just like re-edit them so it just sounds like horrible stuff. Yeah, or it's, just like, or it's, it's not just even like, that. It's like you know they took they took my downy statement and made it into Austin said that this child was a downy. And I I'm was like, talking about downy, you know the uh, the, the quicker picker upper. That's what I was. Yeah, talking Yeah, yeah, the fucking Stark guy. I don't I don't know, man. Don't talk about me like that. And then and then they took don't talk about me like that and put it somehow into I hate Nazis or like I hate Nazis but love them at the same time. Oh my god. Oh. <laughs> or, or something happens like I'm not trying to put myself into a high of a pedestal here, but something like. 
oh, wow, I finally get a direct Sonic the Hedgehog, a childhood dream of mine. It's a reboot, and it's going to be all fresh. I'm going to get my interpretation. And all of a sudden, like, do we want this guy directing a children's movie? And just, you know, like, what's with all this fucking PC bullshit? Or, oh, I sucked off Andrew Dice Clay. <laughs> just all these things, like, in a fucking row. And then it's just like, God damn it, are you recording me? <laughs> it's like, fucking oh. AT&T! <laughs> I think this movie's owned by a sub company that owned by AT&T. That's weird, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, that, that's the yeah, thing. That, well, they're probably, that's probably one of the only downfalls to doing a podcast is that it pretty much makes it practically impossible for you to run for like president or anything like that. It, yeah, I'm pretty sure Obama doesn't have like a dank, like a dank 420 podcast. Oh, he could like, now. Oh, yeah, like, but... I'm out of the oh, office. Out of the office. You can do whatever the fuck you want. I'm out of the yeah, office. I don't he, give a shit. Go, I'm just yeah, blazing he, 420. Oh, Obama, baby. Come on now. As I stand here before you today. Uh, Lit as at fuck. The, at the Between Two Weeds podcast. Could you imagine that, though? Like, if, if <laughs> Obama had a podcast, he'd just call it the B-Rock Obizzle podcast. Like, that would be... <laughs> B-Rock Obizzle. And it's just like one of those ones. It's just fucking Barack Obama with his smooth voice just going to fucking town. Yeah. I just like to hear him just just hear him say, "If you like what you heard today, please uh, rate and review on iTunes. Be sure to share with your friends." Fucking president. <laughs> and I'd be like, I'd be like, Obama, you are, you know, like. I and then if, say, you though, dude, like, <laughs> if you could join Dollar Shave Club, if you could join DollarShaveClub.com, um, you know, I'd really appreciate WWE Michelle. Me unders. Uh, Michelle and the kids, they're not a, uh, they're they're not having a good time. We're a little low on funds. Or you just you just hear like. Not now, Michelle. I'm busy. <laughs> it, it's right, just like... Michelle, I just fucking said this. I'm not in and out, folks. This is real. You get the real OB. All right. <laughs> you get the real OB. <laughs> I fucking love that. You, you, you know, like, dude, uh, like, I think Obama would be like a really chill, chill guy to hang out with. I think I'd blaze with Obama. I could talk Rolling Stones with Obama, I bet. Yeah, like, I think I'd just listen to, like, Man for Man's Earth Band with Obama. So I know he likes Rolling Stones. Can we just like name things we would do with Obama for an hour? Like, I think I, I think I'd listen to Nickelback with Obama. <laughs> you know this is in America, right? <laughs> you know this is in America. That 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 was in New York. I was in New York, and I was like, I've never been to New York. He's like, you should try it one day. I'm like, oh. I would just try the most random thing. Like, hey, uh, Mr. Pratt, Mr. Uh, Obama, like, yes, you want to play like Street Fighter Three Third Strike on Dreamcast? <laughs> Yeah, sure. Fuck okay. it. I would do. I would do ayahuasca with Obama. Most rant, most I would do. I would drink ayahuasca with Obama. Ayahuasca. <laughs> uh, gotta, 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 gotta say, I'm a, I'm, I'm fucked out of my brains. Michelle. Michelle, you gotta take this shit. It's amazing. Michelle. Uh, this this little white boy, he just brought <laughs> this, this little white boy. He said he'd carry my bags and everything. <laughs> he said he, he yeah, said he'd be my turnbuckle, <laughs> turnbuckle, what were you, turn around, whatever. A roundabout, yes, let's listen to it. <laughs> I'm like, uh, oh, wow, Obama's getting real. He's like, he's like, we got a boy now. It's your turn, Whitey. Grab my do you, shit. Do you guys remember that uh, Dover Boys thing? The fucking, I hate those Dover Boys. They drive me to drink. God, no, I, I don't know that. what that is. What? Oh my God, it, it was, it was, it, it, there's a joke, and it's like, uh, the, do you know that song from Yes, The Roundabout? Where it's like, do, 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 do. Yeah, there's a joke where it's like, um, the character, it, it's so stupid. I, I wish, you know, like, 
I wish comedy was less dumb than it is, but God damn it, it's it's the funniest thing in the world because it's like it 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 got me into yes again. Like I hadn't listened to yes in like maybe like two or three years, uh, and and it's like I didn't know that this was like a whole like a whole thing, but um. I, I wish I, 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 I'm going to send this to you guys and you can, you, you know, you can watch it afterwards. But there's nine out of ten people listening to this that have listened to the Dover Boys uh, Yes Roundabout meme. And uh, it, it, it was it was so. Oh, my God. I, I couldn't I couldn't fucking breathe. It's just like a roundabout. I'll steal it. No one will ever know. And then he just goes. It, it, all you see is like the frame between him being not in the car to in the car. And it's just like the funniest thing. And also my voice cracked when I did that because I haven't had water in like an hour. <laughs> I, need um, a, I need to see that. Yeah. yeah. Whenever I think yes, I just think. For the queen to use. For the queen to use. Yeah, no, like, like that's, you know, dude, like, let me see if this is the one. Michelle, the boy's talking about, yes, you know what he's talking about? Yeah, he's just going crazy now. Yeah, dude, like, one here. Playing, here. One thing I'm playing is Makoto and Street Fighter 3, and next thing this boy's talking about, yes, yes to what? I don't know. Yeah, yes I don't want to say yes to anything. I don't, I don't trust him. Here, so so we're all gonna watch this. Uh, we're all gonna watch this as like a nice little closing out to the podcast. I gotta go do my milk over run, and I gotta. I, I'm gonna play some Yu-Gi-Oh. We're doing we're doing an so, audio. We're doing so an audio get, react to this, are we? Yeah, the the audio react. Okay, so I'm gonna try and speak. On this, it's only 14 seconds long, so it's not that long. Yeah, Unless it's not very long. Fucking ad that's gonna take 15 fucking minutes to load. Be longer than it. Um, Probably us all throwing this thing up is just gonna fucking. It's, it's the it's the sh- it's the shortest fucking thing in the world. But I, you know, I want you guys to appreciate it. I want you to enjoy it. And I know this is gonna be hard on the editing, but good lordy, it's <laughs> funny. <laughs> it was the original. It was the original yes roundabout meme, and it's. It's. I'll show it to my kids. <laughs> uh, kids, this is. Uh, not, this. That sound like an old man, but I'm surprised a lot of kids this day still know of like a progressive rock band from like the '60s and '70s. Like, yes. Well, I know internet's a thing. Yeah, but. yeah the internet's a thing, and you know, I got Google. I got Google Music, and I only pay four dollars a month, and I get unlimited music all I want. There you go. There you go. And I get unlimited YouTube Red, which is funny. Huh. That, that, that's a good deal. What else is the yeah, right. Like, like you know, you never, you never noticed how. Uh, what, what, it's weird because like Google Play, like if you get signed up with them, you don't have to pay for Google Google That's, Red. Cause, yeah, because I mean YouTube, uh, Red. YouTube Red's like ten bucks a month or something like that, or seven ninety nine or something like that. Yeah, I had, right? like, I had like no, the, no, like, I think, the three month yeah. free trial, and you kind of get spoiled by not having any ads, and then and the other. The, then this is the weird ads. thing that like I know we're going just like off topic, off topic, but it still relates to podcasts. Is you need Google Red <laughs> to pretty much listen to podcasts if you want to do them off YouTube, or else, unless you just like having your yeah. screen open the whole time. You know what I mean? But it's so yeah. weird that they lock that, like, that feature yeah. and into that it. And that burns through my battery. You know, click your screen off when, um, unless you go to like my, unless you go to like Mozilla Firefox, just murders your battery life. Yeah, well, that that's the fucking worst thing. But uh, yeah, so I believe uh, I believe Austin's gonna start heading out. I gotta go get my sleep i have a long day i'm gonna go uh get that job with the logistics company well that'll be probably out. today because i'll probably upload it by tomorrow so today you'll be doing it 
Yeah, <laughs> gotta think of the future. future. But um, that's always the other thing too is you always forget future. how long you've been podcasting when you have a split in the Skype because you're like, oh yeah, it hasn't been. It's like hour and twenty minutes. You're like, oh shit, there was like another hour that we were on before this. Yeah, like <laughs> I have, I have an entire Ableton. Uh, how many? How long do I have now? I have uh, one hundred and thirty-five minutes, which constitutes the two hours and fifteen. Okay, minutes, which is beautiful. Cause I, I, that makes me happy. Cause I, you know, we, we always have a great time podcasting and I'm happy. We actually had this amount of time to do oh, it. Oh yeah, totally. And, always happen and then probably next time we do, we just almost got to meet up. Cause we're now that, not that far away from each other. I mean, you know, we, yeah, we, we exactly. can go spend and, a fun day in Fresno. Come on, man. Like, <laughs> yeah. And I've never been to Fresno and I'm nine, you know, like I can, I, I'm going to be getting my restricted license soon so I can start driving finally uh so that'll that'll work out and i'm not a drinker so i can that breathalyzer will help me out a so, lot. yeah that, that'll all work out then but um yeah it'll save it'll, yourself a few bucks from drinking yeah exactly well i don't i don't drink a lot anyway but i will make us all food so that'll be yep, pretty there cool we go. that always works out well yep. austin chef cook guys austin is there anywhere that you want to like send people you got any websites or anything you want to shout out the card yeah, you guys, I have uh, I have my Instagram and my Twitter, which are all just Austin J. Cook. Uh, you guys can also look down in the description below, or if there's no description down below, you guys can, you know, just go to my go to the link in my YouTube disc in my in my, in my YouTube channel, just Austin J. Cook, just my whole name. Uh, don't mistake in the J for a J letter. It's J A Y because I'm fancy like that. That's right. But yeah. Yeah, I guess uh, guess that's my entire. Uh, I, I I don't have a lot of credentials. I got a YouTube channel where you can go and see my voice acting stuff. I have a Newgrounds as well. I have an Instagram and a Twitter where you can see me post every single meme that well, exists. Well, cool, dude. I'll try to make sure to at oh, least put need... a couple of those ones in there so people can at least find you. And if they find one, they'll hopefully be able to lead to the others and so on. But um, yeah, exactly. They all lead to each other. They're all tied together at some point. And other than that, though, you can check out oldmanorange.com for more comics, podcasts, movies, animations, and a whole lot more. I'm Spencer Scott Holmes. I'm Ryan Dunnigan with our special guest, Austin J. Cook. And we'll see you some other time. Later, Bye. folks. See you guys. Cool, see you guys. We're, we're out here now. I guess on the radio show. <laughs> Thanks again for listening to the Old Man Orange Podcast. Sure, check out oldmanorange.com for more podcasts, cartoons, music, animation, and a whole lot more. We also have the Old Man Orange blog going with all kinds of fun stuff. If you easily want to support the show, use one of our Amazon links either on the website or in the description of the podcast below. Rate, review, and subscribe to the show either on Podbean, iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, Newgrounds, or anywhere else that you seem to get this podcast from. Grab the sitcom-styled comic book Pizza Boys on either Comic Central, Comixology, or Amazon. Want more podcasts? Check out the Indie Comics Club over at Comic Central. I also got a workout website called Thor's Hidden Gym. Filled with fitness tips and tricks, videos, and a whole lot more fun stuff in the calisthenics world. Talk to us on Twitter, at Spencer S. Holmes and Dunnigan Ryan. Like our Facebook pages of Old Man Orange Productions and Pizza Boys Comic. Thanks again. We're out of here.